Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag three, whoever he is. Get your quad fascist ass out of here! Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this, this is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true and international over depression. <laughs> Hey, why the fuck is the gas so hot, bitch? I believe in the sand beneath my toes The beach gives a feeling and nothing feeling I believe in the faith that grows The rapper Ye, formerly known as Kanye West Now banned from Twitter after he posted a now-deleted image of a swastika inside a Star of David Jeez during a lengthy interview with conspiracy theorist Alex Jones, West attacked Jewish people and praised Nazis. I see good things about Hitler also. When Jones says he didn't like Nazis, West interjected. There's a lot of things that I love about Hitler. I don't think Hitler was a good guy. I'm let you finish, but I like Hitler. West's Twitter account has been restricted before over anti-Semitic comments, but he returned to the platform in November. West has been one of the most famous voices sharing anti-Semitic comments over the past few months, causing him to lose millions of dollars in lucrative partnerships. Every human being has something of value, especially Hitler. <laughs> Twitter owner Elon Musk confirming West's suspension while replying to another Twitter user, writing, I tried my best. Despite that, he again violated our rule against incitement to violence. I doubt it. You are fake news. It's not against the law, whole fuck you. Very fake news. This is lit, 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 lit. All right, America, go to the YouTube right now. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. Congratulations <laughs> to both of you. You're awesome. I can't do it. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live! Fuck it! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the very best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. I'm told this is... The Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Well, uh, Kanye loves Hitler. Elon Musk wants to punch him because of that love. Those are both direct quotes from each man. And the most bizarre piece of all of it is that Alex Jones was so uncomfortable that he had to disavow. That was something to watch. Yeah. Uh, I honestly have no idea what we're watching anymore, but I can say that I am highly entertained despite um, <sighs> as we'll get to my, uh, my disappointment that certain free speech principles supposedly were uh, returning apparently or not. So we'll talk the entire scandal that has Kanye or yay. I have to be respectful during the, the interview. There were a few times where yay was referred to as Kanye and that is yeah. a microaggression. I think I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm sticking with Kanye as well, but uh, we'll get through the entire scandal that uh, involves uh, both Elon and Kanye. Plus uh, through journalist, Matt Taibbi, uh, Elon Musk starts releasing, uh, releasing what he calls the Twitter files, <clears throat> which will reveal the internal communications between many uh, or behind rather many of Twitter's censorship decisions, specifically in this weekend's release the decision to ban the distribution of the New York Post Hunter Biden laptop story in the weeks prior to the 2020 election. 
Sam Bankman Freed of FTX. You know, <laughs> he's probably very relieved. Phew, I had only the second worst interview of the week. Sam Bankman Freed. Oh, he did several interviews. He did yeah, he, one with I, George Stephanopoulos. He did one with the New York Times. He did ones with this uh, this random YouTube chick that has 17,000 subscribers. Really? I didn't see that yeah. one. And I haven't seen the Stephanopoulos one either, but I did see the entirety of the New York Times one. Um, I thought he was going to show up. I thought he was going to be in New York, as we discussed on Sunday. Turns out he's still in the Bahamas. Uh, he has no idea how all the money was lost, but he's uh, he's going to be the good guy. He's going to try to help everybody out. And you got to love the round of applause at the end. Oh, thank you. We know this was difficult for you, Sam. Bankman oh, no, Freed. he's he's legit going to get away with this. No, he's going to be uh, he's going to be air quotes killed. And then he's going to live out his life in some secret location under a different identity. I don't think so. George Stephanopoulos uh, gave him a, a soft interview and then they applauded his bravery. They did that too? ABC. Yeah. Oh, God. How long was that one? Should I watch it? I don't know. I only watched like 15 minutes. Yeah, hmm. it's fine. It's He does the same thing as he did in the New York Times interview. I take it Stephanopoulos didn't ask about Ukraine either. No. Although the New York Times reporter guy at least asked about Democratic Party donations. That made it to like the last 10 minutes. Or made it in the last 10 minutes of the interview. <clears throat> anyway, uh, the U.S. men's soccer team has officially been eliminated from the World Cup. But the new agreement means that the women's team, the women's U.S. soccer team, got paid more for sitting at home than they did for winning their entire tournament uh, in 2015 and 2019. And Don Lemon, of all people, actually gets that this equal pay concept is nonsense, but he can't convince the uh, irrational chick co-hosts of his. It was one of the huh. finer moments in uh, cable news this week. Plus we have uh, hoax hate. Uh, and tonight we begin the Christmas season with our first Christmas movie review, national lampoons, Christmas vacation. So stick around for that. We will catch up with your super chats in between topics as well. 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers. Of course, it will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show for as little as a buck a month over on the website. That is MattChristensenMedia.com. We also have merchandise for sale on the site. Plus, we have friendly uh, plus we have uh, friendly listener offers from friendly listener owned businesses as well. Sorry, I'm looking. I made a mistake in my streaming software. Earlier in the week, my streaming software went haywire and I had to rebuild everything. So I just noticed Bummer. one error. I don't mean to distract from our lovely, friendly, listener-owned businesses. This week's feature business is our friends at Western Razor Company. Most razors sold today are made in China by global conglomerates that hate you. Well, not anymore. The high noon safety razor from Western Razor is made in America. With all-metal, no-plastic, long-lasting construction that uses widely available double-edged razor blades that only cost pennies each. Safety razors were used by just about every man in America back in the 50s and 60s until the big razor companies figured, uh, figured out they could make more money selling disposables. It's signing you up for endless subscriptions, but the safety razor has always been the superior method for a better shave at a lower long-term cost. And Western Razor is launching new products just in time for Christmas. The Value Pack comes with the High Noon Razor plus 50 U.S.-made blades, 
Coming later this week, there's a fine leather razor cover for protected travel or storage. And coming soon, the High Noon Razor will be available in exotic limited edition plating options like rose gold and more. So if you're looking for a stocking stuffer to last a lifetime and support American manufacturing, Western Razor is the perfect Christmas gift idea. Get 10% off your entire order from Western Razor using promo code MAT10. That's 10% off. Western Razors, promo code MAT10. Find everything you need from Western Razor plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses like Hero Soap Company, Phoenix Ammunition, Sonoran Defense Technologies, and more. That's at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals by listeners. For listeners. Well, those Australians just don't quit. <laughs> I, I gotta say, uh, speaking personally, and perhaps you agree, that uh, calling into the Australia countrywide Christmas party on Friday among our listeners. It was wild. Of course, uh, very uh, cool and humbling moment. So all of these Australians come from all sorts of places. Uh, people who live by Brisbane, people who live in the Sydney area. They all met up down by Melbourne and, and they have their annual listener group Christmas party where they rent out. Uh, in this case, a beachside home, and they all have a great time. And we were able to talk with them for a half hour or so. And uh, man, to see meaningful friendships formed around this stream is is really gratifying. It was really, yeah. really cool to uh, to call in and chat with all you guys. So thanks for making us uh, a part of your uh, Australian Christmas vacation. I know, it was really uplifting. And I was reassured that they told me to go harder on gay people and on Indians. <sighs> they had so, a token gay who encouraged and her. a token Indian ah. who I've heard says that I don't say Pajit conversationally enough. So <laughs> I'm going to bring that one back, but it was a lot of fun. It was, it was good to see everybody. Yeah. I uh, appreciate you guys making us a part of that and I uh, hope you had a great weekend as a reminder. Uh, if you're looking for fellow listeners of the show in your area, there is uh, contact information on the community page of the website where you can do that mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact or uh, not contact community page mattchristensenmedia.com slash community got to learn my own website navigation before <laughs> I promote it uh, Merry Christmas down under appreciate it guys well I did mention this on Wednesday but I want to make sure it gets its proper Sunday attention hold on same problem let me fix it there my, my system was set up so that your mic was muted. And if I didn't click the right button, you wouldn't be heard from for the entire stream, which would be a problem. Eh, would it? Would it <laughs> you can say a lot with your facial expressions. You know, we can we can try that method. The blonde the mime. <laughs> anyway, um, of all my favorite Biden sayings or perhaps misheard sayings, this one is right up there among the best to me. So Biden was celebrating the U.S. World Cup soccer win over Iran and Biden said, or at least was trying to say, that's a big game, man. As in you guys just won a big game. You can't convince me that the Twitter caption here is wrong. And it, it doesn't sound exactly like that's a bit gay, man. Let me close my eyes. That's a big game, man. If I didn't know. That's a big game, man. That's, that's a big, a big gay. gay. I, so, I hear it. I hear it. Not to mention it's a clip that is tailor-made for this show. So, of course, I have saved it for my own purposes. Very good. You know, it's not gay. The economic recovery. It's uh, it's crushing. Or maybe it yeah. is. I don't know. 
I like how everybody's all disappointed by this. I'm just trying to figure report. out how to transition. Never mind. My joke was stupid. <laughs> Carry on. Yeah. So um, the GDP is up much more than people anticipated. Um, it rose by an annualized rate of 2.9%. Uh, it was forecasted at 2.7%. And then, of course, there was an economic contraction of one6 in Q1 and 0.6% in um, Q2. So while you think this would be good news uh, for everybody, it's it's not. I mean, jobs are also way up, <clears throat> which the feds, we talked about this a few segments ago, but the feds uh, were hoping that the economic contraction would cause um, a reduction in the number of jobs that were added because that would help deal with the inflation rate, supposedly. Um, but that did not happen. So they're going to have to raise the interest rate even more. So economic, uh, economists expected the economy to add 200,000 jobs and the unemployment rate to remain unchanged at 3.7%. Um, but that did not happen. The range of forecasts was 3.6% to 3.8%. And in less than a year, the Fed has pushed its benchmark borrowing rate from uh, near zero to almost 4%. So I think they're going to have to continue to raise interest rates, hope that the job market contracts a little bit and um, that inflation slows down. Yeah, it's it's very interesting, the conflicting message between Biden and uh, and Fed Chair Jerome Powell and the Fed in general. Uh, <coughs> you got Biden dismissing concerns about inflation, dismissing concerns about what was contracting GDP earlier in the year and saying, but look at the jobs market. So yeah. many jobs. It's just job heaven out there. So Biden is praising all the jobs. The Fed, they're trying to get jobs down so that we can get inflation under control. And I never really hear Biden and company explain which is it. Should we cheer the jobs numbers or are the jobs numbers actually bad? Should we want them under control? Right. Uh, yeah. And then uh, naturally, I don't trust any of these GDP numbers. Yeah, I didn't know until uh, I didn't know the exact formula. The formula is in broad terms, fairly simple, but I was looking it up earlier today and, and I had, was reading about this earlier in the week. I guess I knew this before, but it's a point that uh, deserves emphasis. GDP includes government spending. Yeah. So in the last yeah. year or so, when we have blown out federal spending, all of that is considered in our GDP numbers. So it, it just makes you wonder absent. Of course, of course it's contributed to, the decades high inflation that we've seen too, but it makes you wonder absent the printing of all that money that is then counted as productivity. Right. As far as the GDP is concerned, what would the numbers look like if that was not part of that, uh, of that sum? What, what sort right. of, what so would the GDP situation be? It's consumption and then investment. Yeah. And then it's government purchases, broadly yeah. government purchases. And then it's exports, less imports. Yeah. So as those things readjust because of COVID, um, I, I'm not sure that any of these numbers can really be trusted. Like, is the economy much stronger now than it was in Q1 and Q2? No. Hmm. <clears throat> well, I wonder how student debt factors into GDP. Yeah, really. That's going to get all messed up now, too. Uh, last week or the week before, we mentioned that Biden's lawyers were asking the Supreme Court to reverse the hold on student debt cancellation. And then if they won't, to just review the merits of the case itself, as in, does Biden have the power constitutionally and or by law no. to cancel student debt? Depends who you ask. Elizabeth Warren said, let's be clear in front of it on Twitter. So that means that it's settled as a legal matter. The president <laughs> does have this authority, she says. 
But but that was the 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 Biden administration's lawyers ask, hey, please end the pause that the lower courts had put on this program. And if you won't just take the course, just take the, the case head on. The Supreme Court said basically, sure, uh, they but they won't end the pause. Uh, so the pause remains in place. Nobody is going to get their debt canceled for the time being. The Supreme Court has agreed to hold arguments in this case uh, on the challenge to decide if this is a legal move or not. In February, a decision is then expected by June. Bottom line, nobody is getting their debt canceled uh, before likely June. And that's even if the Supreme Court agreed that this is a legal move, which they won't. So the actual bottom line is everybody was uh, was duped by this uh, president into well, he was trying to buy uh, midterm votes with with this stunt that is illegal, has been illegal the whole time. They likely knew it was illegal, didn't care. Yeah, it was so transparent. Who actually bought this? Well, some people did. I uh, I assume, but uh, if if you were counting on that debt cancellation, I uh, I wouldn't hold your breath. I didn't follow this story closely. But uh, seems like the I probably should have for at least comedy purposes, the, the, this uh, energy non-binary guy and the Biden administration stole women's luggage. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We've talked about Sam Britton before, but I was unaware that he was he's heavily into this pups and handlers community. Oh, yeah. So he's done like all of these kinks 101 classes at colleges where he's there like with. Uh, you know, with dog leashes and all of these dudes that he presumably F's in the A or whatever <laughs> and talks about his king. And he's also in this weird drag, like Catholic drag group where they do all this sacrilegious stuff. This whole thing is totally Catholic satanic. Dra- he considers himself Catholic? No, I'm sure not. Huh. Um. Yeah, his, his nun name was like Sister Smokes Pole or something. It was like... <laughs> I'm was, sure that guy. Did you Catholic. write that one down ahead of time, or is that uh, on the no, spot? No, it was. Original? It was legit. It legit like that, was yeah. Sister Smokes Pole. Oh yeah, you should look it up. It's, uh, okay, it's, I thought it's that was just like, oh, okay. All right, it's something like really gnarly. Um, you carry on. I'm going to investigate this. So he's openly gender fluid. Like that's a thing. And what happened was got to be careful uh, with my googling here. He was charged with <laughs> felony theft last month. Um, he stole a woman's Vera Bradley bag, which is like an old woman designer for bags. And it's all paisley and everything like that. Like you definitely wouldn't mistake it as your luggage. Um, and then he took it back to his hotel and then he was seen on airport camera, um, traveling with it to several other places. Okay. So he pulled it out of the baggage claim and then it it came to be known that he did not he didn't have any checked baggage so like he went there deliberately to steal somebody's bag what is it Um, with the minneapolis st paul airport do you remember larry craig way back in the day the wide stance guy yeah the idaho senator yeah yeah that was minneapolis st paul too Weird. Well, they really uh, did a lot of work on this case because you think that they wouldn't have this much follow up or involvement based on a stolen bag. But like <laughs> this woman was really mad. That so it was just stolen. one, though. It's not like he went there and, and scooped a whole bunch. He picked one in particular. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Presumably for the clothes and stuff yeah. like that. Um. Anyway, he tried to get out of it to no avail and he was charged with felony theft. He has been p- placed on administrative leave, but I think he's still getting paid. Yeah, they just won't say. Yeah, he's 
they're going to take him out of uh, public view, but potentially yeah, still yeah. send him a check on your dime. Did you find his drag name? Was I right? No, I, I tried. I tried to verify, but I could not find. Alpha. Alpha. In fact, Sister Smokes Poll. I was daring enough that. to Google it and it returned no results in quotations. There was nothing. <laughs> All right. I'll find it. Go on. Go okay. on. Uh, in other legal developments. Recall, of course, the Mar-a-Lago documents case. The district court had appointed a special master, a third party, to review the documents the FBI had taken from Trump's residence to look for any documents of executive privilege or attorney-client privilege. Now an appeals court has reversed that decision and halted the special master review. So this means the FBI and the DOJ, uh, they're no longer on hold to use the entirety of the seized documents in their ongoing investigation Previously, they had to wait until the end of this special master review, which was ongoing. According to this AP reporting, it remains unclear how long the investigation will last or who, if anyone, will be charged. Of course, this special master uh, decision has no bearing on the merits of the investigation or any case that comes out of it. Uh, this is just a procedural decision about when and how the investigation can proceed, but... That third-party review is now over, and we'll see where the case goes. Uh, let's. With that, uh, I suppose we'll get into the biggest news of uh, of the week: the Kanye appearance on Alex Jones, which I had no information ahead of time was actually going to happen. I, I they had the big blow up on Timcast early in the week, and then this happened on Thursday. The internet started going crazy with clips of of Kanye, at least allegedly Kanye behind what is a full face yeah. mask yeah and some kind of it looks like a snowmobiling suit i don't even know what he's wearing <clears throat> he's wearing a balenciaga face mask is it a balenciaga mask i was under the impression it was interesting I, well, he, of course he had a prior relationship with balenciaga of child bondage advertising fame now but wasn't it balenciaga that severed the relationship with kanye over his tweets and stuff i think so i mean they're they're so screwed at this hmm. point um, what a strange turn of events this was. Yeah. Well, this particular discussion was, uh, it went much longer than the Timcast one. This one went for nearly three hours and I, I got through about two and a half. I did not get through the very end, but I saw I most watched of it. the whole thing. I wanted to see it in context. Yeah. I got to say, you tell me if you disagree. I think the clips are fairly accurate i don't think that they're stripped of context or completely misrepresented um th this all the 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 widely circulated clips of kanye uh <laughs> praising hitler uh that's a result of alex jones bringing up the fact that that nobody on that set had ever killed anyone or advocated killing anyone but still they're labeled nazis and kanye responds well actually i like nazis very much uh, because he likes everybody, he says. So did, did you feel like the clips were misrepresentative at all? No, 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 no. I, I thought they were they were wholly representative of the conversation. And like, I don't know, I, I do like Kanye. But every time I hear somebody talking about loving Hitler, you have to be like, it, this doesn't pass the 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 litmus test. Like you, it, bad, this reminded bad, me, bad, yeah, bad, this, bad, bad. This seemed a little <laughs> fetty. It reminded me of Richard Spencer when he was like, um, "Hail our people," and I I was like, "Hmm, 
And then I, I was uh, listening to Dave Cullen today and Dave Cullen was like, we have to be, we have to have our ears perked up every time we see somebody with a really big personality that's saying like most of what we want to hear. You just can't. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to say that's most of what I want to hear, but yeah, he's saying a lot of stuff that people want to hear, you know, um, but it, it's you, you people just are can't tuning talk in for about, a reason. I'll grant that point. For yeah, sure. But you just you can't talk yeah. about loving Hitler like you can't. It, it, it turns this whole thing into a joke. I, I don't know that I would say that he's controlled opposition, but I will certainly grant the point that it is uh, it is bizarre. And I don't know how to interpret this. That That's for sure. I mean, if you want to have like an intellectual discussion about whether or not we fought the wrong side in World War Two, that's totally different than what he did here, though. He just came out and he's like, I love Hitler. Pretty much. A yeah. lot. Yeah. Uh, and it was amazing to see, as I as I said, Alex Jones actually get uncomfortable and have to state that he disagrees borderline disavowal opposition <laughs> someone uh, yeah. someone has to be in here someone's oh, a fed oh, oh. statistically that is all but a guarantee um but but the conversation was actually fair i think uh, alex jones uh heard nick and kanye out and let them speak alex yeah. gave his own opinion on things he often disagreed that's fine uh so i have a montage of the biggest moments and yeah i have chopped them up a bit because I'm not sure how uh, certain part, if certain parts would pass Susan's test. In fact, I have reason to believe that Susan has her eyes on these things, as we'll get to in a minute. But I will link the full uh, Infowars episode with Alex Jones in the description if you would like to see it in full context. But here are some of the moments. The so-called crime doesn't deserve the punishment. What did I, I thought? That's right. You're not Hitler. You're not a Nazi. You don't deserve to be called that and demonized. Well, I, I, see, I, I see good things about Hitler also. I love everyone, and Jewish people are not going to tell me, you can love us, but this guy that invented highways, invented the very microphone that I use as a musician, you can't say out loud that this person ever did anything good. Every human being has something of value that they brought to the table, especially Hitler. Well, CNN says why people are evil Nazis, so, I mean, I, I, I disagree with both statements, but I get the yeah, Trojan. I don't, I don't like the word evil next to Nazis. I think we need to look at, <laughs> I love Jewish people, but I also love Nazis. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, I have to disagree with that. This is lit, 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 lit. Number one show in the world right now. Everybody's tuned in everywhere. Schwarzenegger said he loved Hitler. They gave him an award. I I'm just saying, I don't like Nazis, and I don't like what some of the mafias are doing either. I like Hitler. Okay. <laughs> and that was the moment that got me... Well, there were two. The especially Hitler moment, and then Alex Jones saying, I don't like Hitler, and i like hitler right before the break yeah. it was like it was perfectly scripted almost it was yeah yeah I, was I, I you're not supposed to laugh because oh you're not supposed to laugh at this it's it's unspeakable but uh how can you not laugh at that final moment it's so outlandish it was endearing endearing yeah underrated part of this too is when he started talking about dave Chappelle stealing owen benjamin's jokes because i think alex banned owen benjamin too uh oh as in owen can't appear on Infowars, is what you're saying i think so oh. i might be wrong about that well, um but yeah i i feel like uh, kanye i think he's for real i think he's for real well, how is um, he a fed and for real i don't know i mean i i just every time <laughs> i hear somebody talk about hitler i feel like it's a trap like i feel like it's a trap that they okay. want me to fall into you know all right 
Me specifically. Well, speaking of traps, if I let this go on any longer without disavowing, I'm at risk <laughs> of being taken down from YouTube. According to a report, Susan at YouTube is working on a policy that any video that reposts or plays a clip of this Kanye appearance on Infowars and doesn't denounce the anti-Semitism. If you do that, you your video will be removed. So in full compliance with Susan's policy, I will replay and emphasize Alex Jones's commentary itself. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I have to disagree with that. That is the official position of this show, Susan. I have to disagree with that, Susan. And by that, I mean, I literally have to. I am being forced to disavow. And so I disavow praise be upon Queen Susan Wiki Wiki, the source of all that is true and holy and condemnation be upon the fallen angel of Kanye Good Lord. for all of his falsehoods. I also have to disavow Kanye's new campaign logo. Did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's a. It's bold. It's kind of cool. I, I... <laughs> Seriously speaking on, on the disavowal or disagreement, there's a lot of loony stuff in there uh, beyond just the, the Hitler talk and the outfit. At, at one point, Kanye said he has to be careful about monitoring or handling his meals because Jewish bankers control his accounts and he may not be able to afford food soon. Before he left on his plane. So Jet Fuel. I think he was being facetious. I don't know, man. It came off as pretty serious because Alex Jones is saying, hey, I got food for you guys if you want lunch or whatever. Well, that's great. I need to watch my meals because I might not be able to afford them soon. I don't know. But he seemed like a joke to me. Well, maybe it's just hard to interpret. Maybe it was total joke. In the interview, he said he's still worth $400 million. Did he say that? I might, I might yeah. miss that part. I, I'm but sure he, he has, lost $2 billion because he, of all this. He clearly has money and perhaps he's just joking. Um, but he did also implicitly defend Balenciaga, too. He, yeah, that was suspicious. I thought it was weird. He said their uh, their pedophilia or their child bondage advertisement scandal that's going on. He said it was a, a hit job and a distraction from <sighs> abortion and other important issues. That was uh, a strange moment as well. He also said that, um, wait, were you winding up a clip? Sorry. No. No. Okay. Uh, he also said that um, people that watch pornography are as bad as pedophiles. Yeah, that uh, because the the porn star is someone's daughter or something. I didn't, I didn't yeah, follow the exact and then logic. He said something about like people on Instagram, too. I'm like, all right, there are degrees of debasing people sexually. We can all agree that pedophilia is the worst one, right? I think he's saying that I, I forget it. He, there was a, a logic to how he was making the linkage. I forget exactly what it was, but he's saying that one is a stone's throw from the other or an extension of the other. Okay. Okay. Maybe I'm not giving him enough credit. Well, it doesn't sound like he's giving Milo any credit or maybe Milo isn't giving yay any credit because Reports emerged this weekend that they have severed ties, at least for campaign purposes. But I'm confused because I just saw on Twitter about an hour ago video clips of them all together that I think are current as of this weekend. I think they're they're still friends. But Milo did put out this statement on Telegram that said that we, my, uh, ye, yay and I have parted ways. It was mutual. Um, so he's out as his campaign manager, but I haven't really seen any real reason why uh there's speculation it's been a rough it's to week. protect his public image but <laughs> like at this point i'm like well 
Uh, well, uh, we have to protect your public image by sending you on Alex Jones's show wearing a full face mask and some kind of, I don't know, like snowmobiling outfit or something <laughs> like that. Seems like a lot of image decisions were thrown to the wind a long time ago. Yeah, but I don't. I doubt that that's why. I mean, uh, there might there might have been an innumerable number of reasons that um, that that he can't do this. Well, the the big thing that I take out of this, in addition to you know, again the uh, the looniness of what was a very entertaining episode of Infowars, uh, but the value here, seriously speaking, is not the wrongness or perhaps you you perhaps the rightness of Kanye that's not what I'm trying to get at the the value here is the litmus test for the free speech frauds and you can agree or disagree with what Kanye is saying and and yeah like Alex Jones there's a there's a lot that I don't agree with or a lot that I would have questions with but I will note and you correct me if you heard anything otherwise at no point in this interview did I hear Kanye threaten anybody or no. advocate criminality. In fact, he advocated the opposite. He advocated love and compassion for everybody, especially Hitler. Make a key <laughs> distinction there. But so it's fine if you want to disagree with Kanye and the the dis the disavow parade is on. That's fine. I don't really have a problem with that. If you want to condemn him as a really bad guy, you're entitled to your opinion. Is what I'm saying. It's lame though. Um, lame. But there are many now with uh, swinging the censorship acts. For Kanye and cheering the swinging of the censorship acts uh, for yeah, Kanye. Jordan Peterson. I, uh, what did he say? He tweeted, uh, Kanye West needs to be protected from himself. What? Yeah. And so it's a benevolent censorship. I don't know. Well, that does that up yours. Does that endorse the did, I, he didn't endorse the censorship, did he? That sounds pretty censorshipy to me. Hmm. Well, most notably, Mr. Pathologically Obsessed with Free Speech himself. At least I believe that's how he once described himself back in the day when he claimed to stand for the principle. Elon Musk, who at least in my opinion, has now exposed himself as a total fraud. Total uh, fraud. I, I, yeah. I want to move into that if unless you want to talk more about the actual InfoWars segment. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Okay. And I, I feel very frustrated because I wanted to give Elon Musk as fair of a chance as possible. And when he refused to reinstate Alex Jones and he started caving on a lot of these free speech principles that he had been talking about for months that he described himself as obsessed with, I thought, okay, maybe you have to bend a little bit to achieve the broader goal. I'm not going to freak out at one little development. I don't know, man, the stuff that has happened with the Kanye banning now is a total betrayal of everything that he has said. Yeah. Since the spring, since he first started talking about acquiring Twitter. So, right. And I thought that what it was going to be was that he allowed Alex Jones to tweet from his account. Uh, but apparently that not. Was not the infraction. Yeah. yeah. So if people didn't see during the InfoWars stream, Kanye gave his phone to Alex Jones and Nick Fuentes, who each tweeted on Kanye's account. But that's not the reason why Kanye was banned. Uh, right. What happened was. Shortly after the InfoWars interview, Kanye posted an image of a swastika inside a Star of David. <laughs> and I actually have no idea, with certainty at least, what the meaning is. I've seen people saying it's a black Hebrew Israelite image that, that means to say that Jews or Israel are the real Nazis. 
I've also seen references and it's right here in Wikipedia that this is some sort of UFO religion called uh, realism or the Raelian movement. If I'm sounds like it's probably the first thing. I don't know, but this is, this is the exact image. The image on the realism Wikipedia page is the exact image that Kanye tweeted out. So do we have to ban all the UFO religion people? I don't know. Uh, Whatever it means, whatever the true meaning here is, it apparently enraged supposed free speech champion Elon Musk so much that he abandoned all of those principles. He decided that certain shapes are, in fact, incitement to violence, which Musk explicitly stated in a tweet. He said, I tried my best as in I tried my best to help Kanye to moderate Kanye. Despite that, he, Kanye, again, violated our rule against incitement to violence. Uh, account, How? Account will be suspended. Elon also added the tweet, F-A-F-O, as in fuck around and find out. So make Elon mad, uh, make Elon angry and, and get banned. And somehow this is different from the same sort of arbitrary speech enforcement that Twitter had before and that yeah. allegedly formed the entire reason that Elon Musk acquired the company. Yeah. Yep. So uh, that is a huge problem. That's totally arbitrary. And it doesn't even uh, fit the legal definition of incitement. This didn't incite anybody except for Elon Musk. And that's not Kanye's problem. Well, and that's, that's such a ridiculous explanation too. Yeah. Because the, the problem here is it's the censorship of a viewpoint. That's what mm-hmm. we're talking about. You may strongly disagree with Kanye's viewpoint. Irrelevant. I, com- I completely understand if you do, but to say that his viewpoint is incitement to violence or that shapes are incitement to violence is a complete redefinition of the term. Yeah. Who sees that and is like, oh, now I want to kill Jews that didn't want to kill Jews before they saw that. <laughs> the mind virus has taken over and I am now programmed to. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Okay. Point is, you can't have the standard where things that make me mad or things that I don't like are incitement. That's that's a nonsensical, subjective definition. And this is not me characterizing Elon or trying to straw man him. Elon said it himself. This is what I said. This is what I was getting at when I I said the explanation was completely ridiculous. Over the weekend, over the weekend, Elon Musk participated in a Twitter spaces discussion. So a live phone call on Twitter, effectively. Uh, And he said that posting a swastika in not a good way, whatever that means, uh, made Elon want to punch Kanye. And so if Elon wants to punch somebody, well, then I guess it's incitement. The question is, what is incitement to violence? I think, um, you know, posting swastikas in in what is obviously not a, you know, good way uh, is an incitement to violence. I I personally wanted to punch uh, Kanye, so... Uh, that, would, that was definitely inciting me to violence. Okay. Good Lord. Okay. Incitement is not getting mad or getting so mad that you want to punch somebody. Incitement is the advocacy of imminent criminal activity, which Kanye never did. Right. If, if incitement is just whatever makes Elon mad, well, then we're right back to where we started because that's With no Jack different Dorsey, exactly. than yeah. what makes VJJ mad. Or what makes Jack Dorsey mad? These are completely subjective definitions. And perhaps you think, well, maybe Elon just has a different definition for incitement for Twitter purposes. Well, if that's the case, then that is also drastically different 
than what he was saying uh, in this case back in April when he tweeted, quote, by free speech, I simply mean that which matches the law. I am against censorship that goes far beyond the law. If people want less free speech, they will ask government to pass laws to that effect. Therefore, going beyond the law is contrary to the will of the people. Except for now, he's all in favor of censorship that goes beyond the law. Beyond the law, right. Kanye did not legally incite, which is why nobody is going to charge or prosecute Kanye with incitement. And if they tried to, he would never be convicted because yeah. he his speech is constitutionally protected. The U.S. legal standard is uh, for incitement is a, is a call to imminent lawless action that is likely to occur. Kanye never did any of that. And so we've gone from I, I support the U.S. legal speech standard to things I don't like are incitement to violence. Mm -hmm. And we still have a lot of so-called free speech allies cheering this as though it's not the exact same bastardization of the incitement term that we see from progressives all the time. Words are violence. Symbols are violence. What is Ben Shapiro saying about this? I don't know. You'll have to tune into his, uh, tune into his show. Um, it is really difficult for people to take a principled stance on this, which which I understand. But like, I I'm just really tired of fighting against this this archetype, like Elon Musk, which who has really high intelligence, like raw intelligence, but uh, lacks the principles to enforce these kinds of things in like a, a meaningful way. But but it's also our fault. Like we have to stop acting like people are coming to bail us out. Like Elon Musk is not going to bail us out. Trump's not going to bail us out. He didn't bail us out last time. Like we have to save ourselves here. Um, and this was the litmus test for free speech. Like what what is he going to do about people talking about the Jews? What is Elon Musk going to do? Apparently that is not allowed. Those, those viewpoints are not allowed. Yeah. Those are it's it's free speech. It's free speech for opinions that 80 percent of people agree with, as we'll get yeah, to exactly. in, in yeah, a moment. Yeah. We're not even done here with the ridiculous things he said just over the weekend. And yes, I'm going to get to the Twitter files and I think some things that are good that have come out. But I can't let this total betrayal of everything he's been saying for the last half year. Uh, I can't let him get away with this. This is contrary to everything he said that formed the reason for acquiring the company in the first place. I will also yeah. note since we're just loosening the definition of incitement by what standard is posting a shape incitement, but talking about how you personally want to punch someone, punch somebody in the how face, is that is not, not incitement. incitement I know by that standard. <laughs> I'm not arguing that it should be because he's just saying, I want to punch somebody, not, Hey, we should go punch this guy tomorrow in a way that is likely to happen, which would be legal incitement. But I just don't understand how that guy posting a shape that made me mad is incitement. Me talking about violent urges against him, not incitement. That's totally fine. And Ooh. I would also, can we please make this fight happen? These, it's, it should be very easy to get these two together. I'll pay money. Yeah. If Elon Musk wants to earn my loyalty back, make good on the challenge. Have the fight. <laughs> get in the ring. Kick Kanye's ass and maybe I'll start believing in you again. Wouldn't that be something? On InfoWars. Alex Jones gets to... Uh, Alex Jones and Joe Rogan get to be the uh, commentary guys. I'll listen to that. So uh, uh, Musk also posted this nonsense about how, how centrism is somehow inherently good as well. Um, oh, did I not? I, let me grab this tweet. 
because I, I think I forgot to grab it here, but I want to make sure I have it because this is also very important. So in response to pushback, a lot of the similar things that we've been saying for the last uh, few minutes here, Musk tweeted, you know, Twitter is being fair when extremists on the far right and the far left are simultaneously upset. Twitter aims to serve the center 80% of people who wish to learn, laugh and engage in reason debate. Okay, so his own view from April that all legal speech should be protected is now extremist. Mm hmm. If you criticize Elon Musk for not sticking to his own principles, you're an extremist. You're not part of the 80% that Twitter is now designed to appease. Okay, not only is that not the principle that he advocated in the spring, it's a completely bunk principle. Centrism and middle ground are of no inherent value. Principles are of inherent value. Example, you might say it's an exaggeration, but the truth of the matter holds. One person says cold-blooded murder is good. You should do it. Another says, I don't know. I think it's bad. I think it ought to be criminalized. Is, is the correct answer that cold-blooded murder should only be a low-level misdemeanor? Yeah. Is that exactly. the correct answer? And if you say no, why not? It's because there's a principle at stake. And that principle is that it's wrong to take a life absent justification. The same idea applies here. If one position is censor no viewpoints, the other position is censor the viewpoints I don't like. The correct answer is not censor just some of the viewpoints I right. don't like. Right. right. That's what he's arguing right now. Not to mention, it's completely contrary to the entire idea of free speech. The principle is not about protecting speech that 80% of people agree with. The principle is about protecting the least popular speech right the speech that everybody hates yes it's There's the no only ki kind of speech that needs to be protected by definition we don't need to protect discussions about the weather nobody wants to ban those and all the responses to this uh, the the far left wants universal health care the far right wants to exterminate the jews <laughs> it's like this is what the left really believes yeah. like they're good people were bad people. That yes. is, that's legitimately what they believe. Um, but if you don't open up the conversation to far right viewpoints, this isn't about it's this isn't even about the Jews. This is about um us being able to say what we want to online. And if Elon Musk isn't going to protect all speech, then he's worthless to me. He's as worthless to me as Jack Dorsey. I don't have my he's worthless to himself six months ago, which drives me nuts. Yeah. For him to betray Everything he said and then act like I'm the jackass yeah. for criticizing him. I, I, man, I've tried to be patient and, and I will acknowledge some of the things that he've, he's done that are good. We'll get to that in a minute. I think some of the transparency on the Twitter file stuff is good. I think people coming back is good. But the whole point is, if these are your principles going forward, you're going to run into the exact same problems. Everything will be the same, maybe with slightly different political preferences but you're still going to have unpopular viewpoints banned yeah. you're still going to have important information that will be suppressed all because elon musk got mad and wanted to punch someone which is no different than vijay or jack he really is one of them i don't know why we thought he was going to be any different because he was saying what we wanted to hear he sweet talked his way into our pants well, and he, now he it's made the morning a, after he made a fool of me because you saw through it like in, entirely uh, from the start. You know, like, I don't trust this guy. And I thought, well, I got to give him a chance. I'll, I'll let him prove it to me. 
And here I am feeling foolish for it. I, I don't, I don't want to stop giving people fair chances, but it's like, dude, I, I wanted to give you that shot. And now you're ripping me for holding you yeah. to your own words. It's this transhumanist thing. Hmm. And he's not Christian. I mean, how much can you really trust somebody that isn't Christian? The tells are always there. If you pay attention, <laughs> uh, you know, even Elizabeth Warren says it's a bunch of crap. Elizabeth Warren was speaking with a reporter this week, and she said that Elon Musk should not have the sole power to decide who gets to speak and who doesn't. But do you think that users have a right to freedom of speech, even if what they're saying is wrong or offensive? I think that one human being should not decide how millions of people communicate with each other. One human being should not be able to go into a dark room by himself and decide, oh, that person gets heard from, that person doesn't. That's not how it should work. Well, that's a distinction without a difference, because a group of people shouldn't be able to limit my, my freedom of speech either. Yeah. Fair and I, I, I don't really see a lot of evidence that they're doing a more fair job of that. And of course, I'm stripping that of, of context just because I think it's kind of funny as though Elizabeth Warren is defending Kanye or something. That's not what she's doing. She's not talking about Kanye. I'm I've no doubt she's very glad that one man got to decide that Kanye can't talk anymore. Yeah, it's definitely. just funny that this this has been the standard to your point for the last X amount of years. It's a, a high council uh, on Twitter, who decides who gets to speak and who doesn't. And as we'll get to, it's not just uh, it's not as simple as the management of their own property. They have all sorts of government assistance, government uh, interests whispering in their ears about how to do this. So it's much more complicated than just managing uh, your own house. But this has been going on for years. Elizabeth Warren never cared. Elizabeth Warren never cared when lot when you or lots of people in this audience were banned on Twitter by someone who didn't like what they said. Now, all of a sudden, she's had this great realization of the injustice because she doesn't like Elon Musk. Yeah. So uh, that's that's enough negativity from me for now. I, I don't want to be total a total downer, but just this this really pissed me off, frankly, w- watching the development of this story and 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 watching Elon Musk say these things and having people push back. And then having all of us just be mocked as the worthy idiots, even though we're asking him what happened to the version of him that was talking six months ago. It just, it, you know, it, 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 uh, it incited me. It made me want to punch. <laughs> it made me want to punch Elon in the face. It incited me. That's how triggering it was. <laughs> well, your so, problem is that you still have hope. Yeah. I mean, what, we, nobody, like I said before, nobody's going to bail us out here. Like, we, we just have to forge ahead as though we're not going to have any help because we really aren't. I just I I really did have that hope that and I shouldn't overstate it. Twitter is a better place now than it was, it, but he's not living up to everything that he he said he would do or he promised he would do or just the principles that he uh, articulated. But I had this hope that one of those important cultural spaces would finally be taken back and put on the right path. And maybe it is still more on the right path than than not but it's like when everything in culture goes the wrong way and suddenly it's all about gender identities and uh i don't know prefacing every comment with an acknowledgement of stolen native land or something like that yeah that finally there was going to be a place that was taken back in a direction more toward freedom and you know i i 
we can sit here and say, well, it's just Kanye and Kanye is a lunatic. Well, yeah, but someone, someone will be the next lunatic. That's the point. And it's, it's a constriction of the Overton window. And soon enough, uh, your, whatever you say, whatever symbol you post will be inciting to Elon. He'll want to punch you in the face. And so you have to be banned. I do think it's important for people to still get behind Kanye though. Um, (laughs) If Kanye likes Hitler, then I like him too. Yeah. I mean, that's not really what he said though. I mean, and I I don't find anything that he said that outrageous. Um, there, (laughs) I, Susan commands that I disavow. I don't know. Within the context of what he was saying, like I get what he was saying. He has, he has a Christian love for all of God's children. And that from Gandhi to Hitler, everybody has something to offer the world and that people can be redeemed in their sin. That's what he was saying. Well, and even if you do think that Kanye is, uh, is an actual Nazi, you still I don't wanna, know that it matters. You still right? want to understand how that thought process works. Even yeah. if you think it's a dangerous idea, you want to understand how that thought process works up until the point that he starts actually advocating crime or violence against people this is a viewpoint yeah this is a viewpoint with which you can agree or disagree but once we start deciding that certain viewpoints are not acceptable in public spaces then we just have a slightly different maybe a mirror image of what we had before we have power centers deciding what opinions are valid and what opinions aren't and the principle is not upheld it's just it's the same it's a different uh iteration of the same problem that's true i guess the question we should be asking is is this going to shift the overton window in a meaningful way or are people going to write this whole kanye west thing off as like a manic episode or he's mentally ill or is this really going to introduce these questions into um into i think the latter i think really mostly I, I, I don't think that a lot of well, people are going to be disappointing. That's that's disappointing. I don't think that uh, people are going to be persuaded by persuaded to any of Kanye's worldview based on at least this interview. No, I don't think that they're going to be persuaded. But are some of these terms going to get introduced into the lexicon, reintroduced into the lexicon? I mean, 20 years ago, we were able to talk about these things openly. Uh, I doubt doubtful. If anything, we're getting more uh, constricting. We've just seen that's a that's a huge problem. That is a huge problem. So I do wish that Kanye had kind of taken this more seriously. Like he had an opportunity to like not make a joke about all this. And then he shows up in a fucking mask. I was like, dude, what are you doing? And um, his stream of consciousness is really frustrating to me because he'll say really coherent, lucid, thoughtful things interspersed with like absolutely insane ramblings it's very hard to interpret because i i did listen to it wanting to understand the logic sincerely and as you saw earlier like when he's talking about whether or not he'll be able to afford a sandwich i i can't tell if he's serious or if it's a joke yeah so i don't know anyway he's mostly serious yeah And, and i like him and i i hope he succeeds but i do feel like this is a missed opportunity well i think he has an opening for campaign manager if you uh, are looking for a new gig, hit up Kanye. Maybe he'll he'll uh, we know how you feel about women running for office. But how about women running campaigns for office? Is that allowed? No, uh, no, not no. A chance. OK, on principle, I respect it. It's much more Sounds like Laura than... Loomer got in his ear already. 
Um, Laura Loomer was part of that stream. Yeah, I don't know. I know. I know. You could tell there's some tension between her and Milo and Kanye. I can't but remember But I don't know why. exactly what the dynamic is. Anyway, um, we'll get into the Twitter files after the break here. It'd be a good time to take a break and catch up with chat. Since I've done little but rip Elon Musk, I suppose I can talk about something that's mostly good that happened on Twitter over the weekend as well. Is uh, Robin D. Banks the first one? Yes. Okay. Um, Blonde and I once made hate. We dropped a couple tabs of LSD in Ye's coffee. Blonde said, this will be rich. Then Ye went on Tim Pool, Alex Jones, and well, you know, we're sorry. We didn't mean it. We meant every word. We meant it all. Robin Rob- might be a good campaign manager for Kanye as well. <laughs> No, this ain't Robin. It's gay. I hacked your phone. Blonde, I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> but we all know who wore that mustache best. Frankly, I did not see N-O-T-S-E-E this coming. But I'm out of mine comfort zone. Aha. <laughs> 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 Took me a second. That was that was deep. Robin, it was. Thank you. Daniel Kunkel, the Pentagon failed an audit by over $2 trillion. They can't track 60% of their assets. I know we lost a lot of gear in Afghanistan and sent lots to Ukraine, but damn, they're calling it a teachable moment. That's uh, That might be worse than FTX. What, no, t- wait, failed an audit by over... No, that's way worse than FTX. I thought it that is. was billion, not trillion. A trillion, trillion, trillion. That's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. We should probably uh, fix some of that. Eric Burns Mars, rest in peace, David Ray Griffin. Ah, that he is a uh, professor of philosophy of religion. Oh, and a 9-11 conspiracy theorist. Oh, really? Oh, according to Wikipedia. But I don't know Um, anything about. So he's probably uh, telling the truth. Uh, Well, conspiracy theorist is uh, that's a compliment these days. Yeah, really. As far as I'm concerned, 9-11 unmasked. I have no idea what he said about 9-11. So I should probably Uh, withhold um, my uh, my endorsement. That's a bummer. Uh, doing stuff and thing. My wife gave birth to a healthy baby, a boy last week. We did a natural birth at a birthing center. I can't recommend it enough for any soon to be parents out there. New parenting advice. Welcome. Oh, that's so great. Congratulations. Congrats. Um, let's see. I was really neurotic about people touching my baby in the beginning and like disease and stuff like that. Uh, I regret that. And I wish I knew more about vaccines back then. Hmm. Uh, routine has been the biggest thing for us. If you can, and at a newborn stage, you probably don't have to worry about that. But once, once, uh, the kid is a little bit older, aim for routine as in like bedtime at the same time, mealtime at the same time, playtime at the same time. That has been hugely helpful for us. And I think hugely beneficial for our son as well. So Good luck. Thank you for that. Good luck. Uh, Robin D. Banks. 2022 is the year of the red pill. Dems lost in Congress. Elon bought Twitter. Eight names released from Ghislaine Maxwell trial. And yay is woke. Can't wait for next year. Let your hearts never fail. You are eternally optimistic in the face of certain defeat. And I appreciate that. Thank you, Robin. Um, And uh, Matt and I once hung out at We Spa. Someone finally told us. So we tucked it back in. Cheers and God. (laughs) Thank you. Forgot. That's a big game, man. Forgot about We Spa. Injured Guardian. Look up Madeline Bailey Kanye West here on YouTube. The video is uh, short, fully cited, and provides important information. The first 32 seconds is just a setup, and it can be skipped. Okay? That is Madeline Bailey Kanye West. Um, Should we circle back? It's a song, apparently. I don't know. You're not Kanye West? Um, 
let's see. Let's take just a couple more. Uh, we're Boogie good on D Live as well. Thank you guys over there. Boogeyman nine one seven. I doubt it. Um, Max, on a couple occasions, now my super chats haven't gone through, but PayPal still says the payment occurred. I don't mind, Hmm. but I hope you're still receiving the donation. Which method is most advisable to use? Uh, if you're, uh, I I guess tippy, I almost said tippy stream. uh, 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 Sorry. (laughs) Um, super chats haven't gone through. I assume on YouTube, if you're using YouTube at the moment. Um, if they don't, if we don't see them, I would be skeptical that they have in fact gone through YouTube to us, but I don't know. Um, Mm. YouTube, you can't really do anything once they charge you. They, you can't even, I can't even refund people's super chats through YouTube. I have to refund them through another means if people request that. Mm. But, um, as far as what's most advisable, I will always preface that commentary by saying whatever's most convenient for you, we hugely appreciate. So thank you for supporting the show by whatever method you choose. If you care about specifics, uh, Susan takes a big cut. Susan takes yeah, 30%. She does. Uh, so Susan is, is the worst fee collector of them all. Fecal that said, collector? YouTube super chat is very convenient and works well. And I understand why people like it and that's great. So that's not me trying to discourage you necessarily. It's just acknowledging the uh, the healthy cut that Susan takes. Uh, tippy stream for live chat option would be a much lower cut. And then, of course, um, if you really want to avoid middlemen, supporting the show through the website is the best way to do that. To avoid all middlemen, uh, it's the old P.O. box method. That's how you do that. Um, but, of course, that doesn't necessarily do much if you're looking for the live chat angle. If you're looking for the live chat angle then tippy stream is the the best current method, but uh, we have some developments behind the scenes. There might be additional methods later, but they're not quite ready. Do you want to take you, a few Max. or do you want to circle back? Uh, I'll just take one more here. Zach Log the Great says, do you know that despite... <laughs> this is very... Okay. This is uh, very coded. There's a hypothetical world called the Hundred Acre Woods, and an eighth of the population are um, what's the what's the tiger from uh, Winnie the Pooh? That guy. Oh yeah, yeah. The, those tigers commit half the violent crime. <laughs> for for more deep thoughts on race, look up Zach Log the Great on YouTube, Bitshoot or Odyssey. Love the show, guys. Well, that oh, is. That one is, uh, uh, I have to disavow, like always. Thank you, uh, Zach Log. Day of the brick, day of the rope, oven ready. And with that, we will pause and get back to the news. Uh, thank you guys for your chats. We'll come back to them at the end um, of the show. I'll have to just circle back with you. Let's see. Well, um, I spent the last X amount of time ripping on Elon Musk, so maybe I'll try to be a little bit more positive and give some credit where due. If I can find my spot in the... Uh, in the notes here. What the, oh, there we go. Okay. So, uh, the, uh, the big, uh, release on Twitter over the weekend was called the Twitter files. Um, this is Elon Musk making a move, uh, in the interest of transparency in this particular case, specifically on the Hunter Biden laptop censorship before the 2020 election. Uh, and there, he says there are additional files that are coming 
additional communications among the old Twitter team so we can see what was going on and how and why they decided to suppress certain information. We um, we're still learning this, at least in its early stages, through the filter of a journalist, though. And so it's not this great big data dump that we can all see and analyze for ourselves like you might see in, say, a WikiLeaks drop or something like that. So there may be some information included or excluded. Um, it's certainly better than no information at all. I'm just noting that we're seeing it through a particular person's presentation rather than all the information for us to evaluate for ourselves. So Musk selected um, journalist Matt Taibbi to release the info on Friday night. This is the, uh, again, the so-called Twitter files. Uh, these on primarily communications about why the company banned the dis- uh, distribution of the New York Post's story about Hunter Biden's laptop in the weeks prior to the 2020 election. Uh, there are some other censorship activities in this particular drop. Uh, but Taibi says this thread is the first installment in a series based on mm. thousands of internal documents. So supposedly we're going to be getting a lot more information in the days and weeks to come. But the highlights of this particular drop uh, include, to summarize, all the stuff that you think they were doing, they were doing. And we've seen <laughs> some demonstration of this already. So it's, it's mostly just additional confirmation of what we already knew. But to specify, Biden and White House officials emailed Twitter with specific URLs asking for enforcement or deletion. By that, I mean specific tweets. You have White House officials sending links of specific tweets that they want uh, the Twitter employees to review and potentially take action on. Actor James Woods was part of those targeted by the DNC in this release. We've also seen similar behavior with uh, Alex Berenson in his lawsuit when White House officials asked Twitter to ban Berenson personally and specifically. Very similar behavior to that. Wider scale than we've seen before. As far as the laptop story, a former employee says... Uh, Twitter and specifically former top lawyer Vijaya Gotti, Gotti, Gotti. I, I can never say her damn name. Vijay J. Gotti. Just uh, that, that she just freestyled the policy as far as how they were going to handle this. Um, this Hunter Biden laptop story. And what they decided was that it was going to be hacked materials would be the excuse. We saw this when Kaylee McEnany was banned. Uh, then the, the Trump's press secretary the reason that Twitter gave for her banning was that she shared hacked materials, the hacked materials being right. New York Post story about Hunter Biden, the laptop emails allegedly being hacked. So it's not necessarily surprising that there's internal communication showing Twitter leadership saying, yeah, we're going with the hacked materials excuse and policy. But the communication that we have through this release confirms and shows us they knew that it was not hacked material. Communication shows that Gotti and former trust and safety chief Yoel Roth and others acknowledged they did not have evidence to say that the laptop files were hacked. Another employee said, quote, everyone knew this was fucked. (laughs) The VP of global communications, Brandon Borman, questioned, quote, can we truthfully claim that this is part of the policy as in supposed hacking? When everyone knew the materials were not hacked, Deputy General Counsel Jim Baker acknowledged there was no evidence that the documents were hacked. Democrat Congressman Ro Khanna reached out to Vijaya to strategize about the backlash regarding this censorship. Turns out Ro Khanna was actually concerned with First Amendment rights, the implications of Twitter deciding 
what journalistic outlets like the New York Post are going to publish or not publish, that there are serious implications we ought to be careful about. Vijaya interpreted it to be a request for strategy assistance about how to censor things. So oh, a little bit of a Lord. miscommunication when even <laughs> members of the Democrat Party are like, mm, you yeah. might want to think this through a little bit. Oh, could, you, could you help me censor more? That was really Vijaya's request, or at least finding a plausible justification for the censorship. So that's a brief summary. Uh, I'll link Taibi's tweet thread in the description if you want to see all the information I didn't see anything that was a shocking new revelation that we've never seen before. It's just additional confirmation that these people didn't like. They considered the, uh, the Hunter Biden laptop material to be incitement. It incited them to want to punch people in the face. And so they decided (laughs) it was, it was not to be allowed on Twitter. And they came up with a bullshit excuse as to why simple as that. Uh, and then, and then this has become a, this has become a scandal for other reasons among other journalistic outlets. So it's not the fact that that government and Democrat party officials were coordinating with Twitter to suppress information before an election that they found inconvenient or unlikely to be helpful to their cause. The scandal is how, well, what else? It's how Trump responded. That's the scandal. Yeah. Yeah. So Trump posted on Truth Social And I'm not sure I can even show the post because it questions the holy, freest, fairest, most secure election of all time, 2020 election that Susan says I'm not allowed to question and I would never dare cross such lines. But a summary of what Trump posted, basic idea is that this now further demonstrated coordination between big tech and the DNC was so rigged that 2020 and the results of the 2020 election should be thrown out. He says that deception on this level allows for termination of all rules, regulations, and articles, even those found in the Constitution. Our great founders did not want and could not condone or would not condone false and fraudulent elections. And so cue the headlines that Trump is calling for the suspension of the Constitution. How could he betray the Constitution in this way? It's funny because if we if we care about the integrity of the Constitution... The bigger scandal here is government agents colluding with Twitter to censor speech in violation of the First Amendment. Yeah. If we're so worried about the Constitution no longer applying, maybe we should care about the Constitution being evaded in this context by the people currently in power. Doesn't mean Trump is right. Not saying, yeah, we uh, scrapped the entire Constitution now. And I'm not even sure that's exactly what he means. But I'm just saying, if you are concerned with constitutional fidelity, you have to care about this scandal but they don't It's a bigger scandal here on that theme. That's being totally ignored. They also accuse Elon Musk and Taibi of doxing, presumably former employees through these posts, but they're just names as far as I can tell. Yes. And they weren't names that were specifically released and they weren't done uh, anonymously. So it's uh, the messages weren't sent anonymously. So it's like you guys weren't, acting um in stealth or anything like that this is not real doxing i think as a technical matter and this this is not to say this doesn't necessarily defeat the moral criticism i suppose but as a technical matter these communications are the property of elon musk now if i'm not mistaken they are yeah so now that doesn't erase the moral question of whether elon musk and matt taibbi are right to do this i could grant that in full though i could say it is not a good practice 
to reveal the names of low-level employees who were not a part of the decision-making process in this case. That is still not, uh, that does not erase the much larger scandal that is government and big business cooperation to suppress certain pieces of information or certain viewpoints leading up to an election. I could say yeah, both and are nobody true. cares about that on the left. I mean, uh, because they all have played their part in colluding. Uh, this is not getting major mainstream media coverage. And for as much credit as I can give, um, and I will give credit here because I think Elon Musk has made a move in the interest of transparency and cleaning up a scandal from over two years ago now. My problem is he's still operating in a way that will create the next laptop scandal. Yeah. Stuff that makes me mad is banned is why Vijaya banned the laptop. We can see that in the communications here. Stuff that makes me mad is banned is why Elon banned Kanye. Yeah. So we may like that the politics have shifted, maybe somewhat rightward, perhaps, but the principles of the arbitrary censorship remain. So if he's cleaning up a scandal from a couple of years ago, but still setting the stage for the next scandal and calling you an extremist while you notice that inconsistency, it's just hard for me to be completely to, to praise this completely because it's like, great. I get transparency on something that mattered a lot two years ago. Meanwhile, the next guy who wants to say something that's wildly unpopular and viewed as misinformation, you're telling me that you can just arbitrarily declare that incitement and we'll shut him down. Anyway, I'm not that's saying exactly Kanye is that said. guy. I'm just saying that when that guy is arbitrarily de deemed to be that, and we shut him down. That's the recipe for the same sort of scandal. Mm -hmm. Anyway, any other, <laughs> I said I was done shitting on Elon and I had to go back to it. Any other uh, thoughts on the Twitter stuff? It's just such a grave disappointment. And this, this uh, Hunter Biden thing, we all knew that this was happening. And I, you know what I'm most sick of in the last few election cycles? Um, being validated is not as satisfying as I expected it to be. You know? <laughs> well, it sucks to be validated in a extremely pessimistic prediction. Yeah, I mean, we were, we were saying this forever ago. And it's just this late in the game to be like, yeah, you were right. It's like the WikiLeaks. It's like, well, this just confirms what I already knew to be true. So I don't glean any additional satisfaction out of having the confirmation. Right. Um, so it just pisses me off. This, this whole thing just pisses me off. Mm. It's like, yeah, this is exactly what we said was happening. Well, how about this for a piece of encouragement? Sam Bankman Freight has learned the error of his ways. Yeah, He's coming really. clean. What a snake. Last week, is. we mentioned that uh, Sam Bankman Freed or SBF of uh, FTX scandal fame was still scheduled to appear at this New York Times conference on Wednesday. And it was implied, at least I thought, that he would appear in person. He did not. Mm -hmm. But he did speak for an hour with journalist Andrew Ross Sorkin remotely. SBF is still in the Bahamas working hard to help everyone whose savings he stole and lost. He'll get right on it. Yeah. Now, just to recall the uh, recap, the scandal here, SBF was the CEO of FTX, which was a crypto exchange when people lost confidence in FTX because of a rival's tweet and sell off of their cryptocurrency. There was a run on FTX. Everyone well, tried to pull not, out there. That's not what? really what happened. He created a coin and then uh, the people that were investing in FTX were unaware that most of the value of FTX was 
in this coin that had no value. And so the guy that tweeted about him just released this information that really should have been public knowledge anyway. And it yeah. created a run on FTX. It wasn't, uh, I think, a point of clarification, it, it wasn't just a smear. Yeah, there was a fatal flaw in the... Uh, in it wasn't the, a smear at all. What this guy said yeah. was 100% accurate. Yeah. But, but that caused the run on uh, FTX. And FTX was unable to fulfill all the uh, withdrawals because <laughs> FTX had transferred some $10 billion to Alameda Research, its sister company run by SBF, uh, SBF's uh, girlfriend. Meanwhile, Sam Bankman-Fried was the second biggest Biden donor and gave tens of millions to Democrats. Plus, he had a cozy relationship with Ukraine, and it would appear that U.S. taxpayer money went to Ukraine and Ukraine invested in FTX and FB, uh, and FTX and Sam Bankman-Fried in turn gave to Democrats to, compl- uh, to complete the, uh, the laundry cycle. Now, the interview is an hour of denying any knowledge of this alleged fraud all while saying that he was uh, very worried about the company's ability to meet its liabilities. So I knew nothing, but also there were clues that I should be worried that I was picking up on. Anyway, as I mentioned, at no point was SBF asked about Ukraine. Sorkin did ask him about donating to Democrats. This clip is a little bit long, but I did want to hit all the main points. So we will uh, play it through. I made a lot of mistakes or things I would give anything to be able to do over again. I didn't ever try to commit fraud on anyone. One of the the letters I got, I want to read to you because it's from a gentleman who said that he lost his life savings. Can you please ask SBF why he decided to steal my life savings? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm deeply sorry about what happened. If I worked at a bank and was a bank teller and I decided to leave the bank at the end of the evening and take the cash that I ostensibly had access to, even if I intended to bring it back to the bank, I still stole the money. Look, I wasn't running Alameda. I I didn't know exactly what was going on. What are your lawyers telling you right now? Uh, Are they suggesting this is a good idea for you to be speaking? They are very much not. It's not who I am. I mean, it's not who I want to be. I don't have, I I think I have a duty to talk to people. I have a duty to explain what happened. And I think I have a duty to do everything I can to try and do what's right. On November 7th, you tweeted and then deleted. FTX has enough to cover all client holdings. We don't invest client assets. You then deleted that tweet. And literally just moments ago, you told me it was on November 7th that things took a turn. Yep. You're telling the truth? When you look at at November 6th, I was feeling nervous, but I felt like things were probably going to end up okay. We still had, I mean, you know, assets way larger than liabilities. Using your your money and influence to donate, for example, to the Democratic Party. My donations were mostly for pandemic prevention. It was on both sides of of the aisle. I wasn't viewing it as a partisan exercise. Were you truthful with us today? Yes, I was. Let me ask you this. Do you agree that over time you also lied? I don't know of times when I lied. I think there are certainly times when I was acting as a, as a representative, as a marketer. I know that this has been a, a difficult conversation and uh, on behalf of everybody here and on behalf of the public, I want to thank you for engaging in it at a time in truth when I know you've been advised not to. So thank you so very, very much. Thank you. Oh. What a shifty bastard. You know, people on the left always do this. They always admit to some lesser wrong so that they can evade the uh, 
the the real uh, bulk of the responsibility, and which is immediately what he does in all the interviews. He comes out and he's like, I was CEO of FTX. So anything that happened under my reign is ultimately my responsibility. It's like you were outright knowingly committing fraud on, on a felony level in, in, in billions of dollars of fraud. He had a straight up Ponzi scheme. Yeah. I, uh, the excuse of, I didn't know what was going on. Preposterous. There's number no one, you founded the company. So that, yeah. it's hard to believe that you weren't at least surface level aware of the general financial state of the company, but you assured people that their assets were safe. That's what, that's the tweet that Sorkin was referencing. How do you assure them their assets are safe if you don't actually know if their assets are safe? And if you say that their assets are safe, and it turns out that they aren't because you don't know anything about what's going on, well, that would turn out to be a lie, wouldn't it? (laughs) But then you say that you didn't lie. So there's a lot of denial all around here and sort of a a pretzel of logic. Uh, On a related note, as I mentioned, I don't know what's going on. I had no idea. I wasn't paying attention. But also, I was very nervous about covering all of my liabilities. Well, if you're nervous about covering all of your liabilities... Then you know what's going on. You have some idea of what's going on. And I love the way that he presents himself as the good guy. Oh, I'm disregarding my lawyerly advice because I am doing the right thing. I'm just trying to help the people whose life savings I stole in some cases. Alternatively, he's just speaking because he knows nothing's going to happen to him. He can get away with this entirely. And maybe there's like 5% of people who will feel sympathetic for him, like these idiot clapping seals in the audience. And he can do a little bit of damage control on his own behalf, knowing that he is going to get away with this as a legal matter. The only uh, exception I see, like I was saying, I'm like half joking, but I could see it happening. He gets Epstein and as a public matter, he is considered to be dead. But as a practical matter, he lives out his life on some Bahamas Island. Well, he cannot be investigated by an unbiased third party. That would be a disaster for Democrats. Uh, Yeah, I would assume. They have to avoid that. Like whatever they have to do to avoid that. Yeah. Uh, then, then he claimed, oh, I, I didn't give uh, money to, I didn't give money in a partisan way. Speaking of the Democrats, I just gave a bunch of money to people who were promising to do good things about pandemic prevention. What a bunch of bullshit. No, that's not true. And then this claim that he, that he gave money to Republicans is, um, is, is totally bunk too. I mean, it's, you can't confirm it at all because he said he, he gave dark money to avoid um, criticism like that, that he did it uh, with it, totally untraceable that he gave to several campaigns, but he wasn't specific about which ones. Um, but why give the money if you're going to do it in such a way that no one is ever going to know that you gave it to them? He would never do that. He's he's thrifty. <laughs> I don't know if he's thrifty. He's actually he spends uh, in large amounts, I would say. It seems. Yeah, that's true. But, but but he like spent on things that were um, ego bolstering. Well, it is he strange to say give money to Republicans to be to to, to avoid the appearance of, of bipartisanship. Yeah, he's saying that he gave money directly to the Democrat Party and to Joe Biden, which as yeah. far as the FEC, the Federal Elections Commission is concerned, is a regulated expense. You can only mm-hmm. give X amount directly to candidates per election cycle. Yes. Dark yeah. money. I might speak a little bit inaccurately here. 
but dark money is generally referring to expenditures or messaging that are political, but they're not formally uh, formally part of that campaign. So but why maybe would you, you even bother doing that? Maybe you give to some political action committee or some political organization that is running ads that say that say things like, you know, abortion is bad. And you should vote according to that idea. Well, that's not that doesn't really have anything to do with any one particular candidate's campaign. Mm. And so those expenditures that that money is treated differently as far as uh, federal campaign finance is concerned. What he's saying is he was afraid that people would realize he gave money to Republicans and journalists don't like Republicans. So he went dark. The quote is, I didn't want to have that fight, meaning be exposed as a Republican donor by journalists. So I just made all the Republican ones dark. <laughs> okay. Where he's, he's at total Liberty to show us the organizations he gave money to. There should be receipts. You might not be able to see them on open secrets or through the federal election commission, but Sam Bankman freed presumably has some record of these transactions or maybe not. He doesn't seem to have record of all the transactions that happened. Mm. Um, specifically the missing $515 million or whatever it is, which I'll get to in a minute. But I also thought it was hilarious. He, he denies any knowledge of, of what happened, the mismanagement of this money. He denies that there was any sort of fraud, at least intentionally. He does grant the central premise though. He was uh, claiming to sell people cryptocurrencies. That was what FTX did. But all he was selling you was an IOU. He acknowledged that in a Twitter Spaces conversation this week. Because that makes sense as to why there were no more Bitcoin to withdraw, where customers like right. like that I know had Bitcoin balances, because those Bitcoin right. actually didn't exist, because it was just notional. You were just letting us buy notional tokens that didn't actually really exist. Uh, yeah, or another way of phrasing that. Because otherwise you would have had to have balance. the USDC uh, somewhere. Well, right, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I believe that what you're saying is, in fact, part of what happened. So I wasn't selling you Bitcoin. I was selling you an IOU Bitcoin, which yeah. in fairness to SBF, that's basically what the dollar is, too. It's just a it is yeah. it's a promise to pay a debt. It's not an actual asset of its own value. Um, so in SBF's defense, he's no more crooked than the feds. That's true. He's got that. And And I don't mean to imply And I know you'll push back against me and you are invited to do so, but I'll stick by my principles. I don't mean to imply that there's a such thing as a guilty face, Uh, but in this case, maybe I do Uh, note SBF's face when Sorkin asks him about the uh, suspicious multi-million dollar transfer that happened right after FTX declared bankruptcy. I mean, that is Palpatine Darth Sidious level stuff right there. Why would I push back on you? Because I'm saying you shouldn't assign guilt based on facial oh, no, expression. You definitely should. Yeah, <laughs> you people should have looked at this guy's face and been like, "I'm not investing in FTX." <laughs> well, it's it's made me think critically about this because, uh, full disclosure, I don't, I don't, and have never had a dollar in the FTX exchange. I have yeah. no personal connection to this whatsoever. And you look at this and you think. How could anybody trust a single dollar to this man and his hideous girlfriend? But then you you wonder too. I mean, I own cryptocurrency. I own other investments. I have not examined the faces. <laughs> so yeah. you wonder like, how could you give this guy a dollar? But it's like, well, wait, did I, 
Did, Did I apply I? that scrutiny when I bought other assets? That's true. I'm sure there are a lot of uh, faces like his behind our Bitcoin. <laughs> so uh, to give you that, to, to clarify what Sorkin is asking about here, uh, apparently when FTX declared bankruptcy, $515 million just disappeared from the company's accounts right after the bankruptcy. Under mm. suspicious circumstances, which some blame as a hack. All the signs of a hacking, say many reporters. SBF says he has no idea how the money was withdrawn or where it went. But again, this evil, weird smirk suggests to me there might be some knowledge that he is not revealing. Just a hunch. Maybe that's Man, unfair. He threw his ugly ass girlfriend overboard so quick. Well... <laughs> Uh, if this was her, uh, if this was her guy, I wonder what her rebound guy will be like. Oh, God. Did you read that uh, Tumblr that she wrote about them having a polyamorous relationship <laughs> with a Chinese hierarchical structure? Uh, no. Chinese no, harem? I, no, I did not. Seriously? I did not read that. No. Oh, she said the only, because they were in a polyamorous relationship. Um, gross. But she said the only way to do it is to have a hierarchy like a Chinese harem where people are viciously uh, trying to put the the next person down on, on the run. It's not against the law, ho, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to compete sexually. Truly gross. Okay. Uh, and yeah. she was, where did she rank in this hierarchy? I mean, I assume that she was the bottom bitch, right? I don't know. I guess I got to see <laughs> if she ranks high, then I wonder what the rest of these women were like. Ugh. Anyway, that's that for now. Uh, Sam Bankman Freed just hanging out in uh, the Bahamas. He says he only has a hundred thousand dollars. Now he's down to a hundred grand other than that 515 million that nobody knows about. Yeah, really? Well, we are quickly running out of time. I do want to get to uh hoax hate and some other topics before we get to the movie review uh quickly though if you're the uh the sort of fruit who cares about soccer perhaps you've paid attention to the world cup in dubai where uh fruits are in fact ironically banned that has been part of the controversy the u.s men's team was eliminated by the netherlands over the weekend but they uh i guess they had a, a tie and then uh biden was congratulating them on winning against iran so uh, something of a decent performance for the U.S. men's team. But, but it was also a big win for the U.S. women's team because of this new agreement. The women's team is cashing in on the backs of the men's team. In fact, the women earned more money getting paid uh, sitting at home by the men's team. Than they did by winning the entire women's tournament in 2015 and 2019. So the equal pay agreement that was established earlier this year through the tireless efforts of the pink hair of Megan Rapino and others, it splits the earnings equally among the men's and women's teams. So let's say the men take home $20 million from their world cup this year. And the next time the women go, so they, they take home $20 million for getting like, uh, like a middle of the pack performance. Right. Right. The women go to the tournament, whatever year it's going to be, one of the upcoming years. Let's say they win and they take home $5 million. So 20 plus five, that's a total pool of $25 million. And the men and the women split that 
even though the men earned 20 and the women earned five. And that's how the women got paid more money by sitting on their asses at home than they did by winning the tournament last time around. That's awesome. All, all of this is the context for Don Lemon, of all people, getting it. He has it all figured out. Uh, he argued with uh, his female co-hosts on CNN on his new show. His female co- co-hosts insist that the only reason people don't like women's soccer is because women's soccer doesn't get the same investment, especially in advertising and promotion. It's very much like the diversity officers argument with hockey a few weeks ago. The only reason black chicks don't like hockey is because they've never heard of it. So as long as we get the <laughs> message into the hood, then pretty soon it's going to be nothing but black women packing yeah, really. the hockey arenas. Once we invest in the advertising, it's the same sort of thought. And, and in this context, Don correctly states, no, it's just that very few people actually like women's soccer so even Don Lemon is some kind of right wing uh, extremist on this topic uh, now, too. If there is more interest in a men's sport, the business people will put that on television because we live in a capitalist society. And if people are interested in that, then there would be more attention and more money would be paid. Why is that what people are watching? It's because it's what they're used to watching. Why is it because it's what they're used to watching? Because men were putting men's sports on TV yes. way before women's sports. It's no, perhaps I'm not that they are just more interested in it. Why are they more? But you're missing my point. Why are they more interested? Because men's sports has been around longer. People have been paying attention to it more. I don't believe that's accurate. We live in a capitalist society. And if people can make money off of whatever it is, they are going to exploit it. Quote from Forbes, the fastest growing audiences on TV are for women's sports. Growing. But that's because <laughs> the ad dollars go. You're missing the point. They're coming, they're start, coming at a later starting point than men's sports were. That's the whole point here. Okay. These women are so delusional. It's because sports might be the only remaining meritocracy and women can't push it to the edge in the same way that men can. Why do why do people love women's gymnastics? Because it's one of the only realms where women mm. are superior. Um, that's Don Lemon, of course, is right. But the, the grand irony of all of this is it's coming from people on CNN who subsidize their popularity by uh, putting their their station on in all airports. Like, because nobody actually wants to watch CNN. Well, that's just because so, they haven't had the investment. You haven't heard of <laughs> CNN. Yeah, really. Oh, these, I these love the, the so argument. This this Forbes report says it's the fastest growing. Yes. When you go from one viewer to two, that is a 100 percent growth increase, rate. Yeah. When you go from one million to one point five, it's only 50 percent. You can do a yep. lot of deceiving, misleading things with percentages. Yeah. Easiest way to prove these chicks wrong. And, and Don Lemon did a good job in this context. It's a weird Duh. thing to say, but he did. Uh, easiest way to prove them wrong. OK, both you bitches. Together, name three players on the U.S. women's team, not Megan Rapino. Go. You yeah. can't. Why? Because you don't watch women's soccer. You've never watched it. Because no one does. It's yeah. the only thing more bo- boring than watching men's soccer. It's like, yeah. why, would, yeah. why would anybody want to do that? People just don't care about women's sports. I don't understand these chicks. It's like, why can't we just admit that we have different aptitudes for things? Who cares? Why are women personally offended by that? When they, and they, what they mean is men have to watch it. That's the Bill Burr bit. It's like, yeah, there are more, there's slightly more women than men in this country. Women are a small majority, slim majority. So you have the power, women, to make the 
WNBA more popular than the NBA by watching the WNBA, but you don't. Instead, you insist that men watch the WNBA. Right. But you don't watch the WNBA. These women don't watch soccer, guaranteed. And the long way to prove them wrong. Okay. It's just that people haven't heard of women's soccer or aren't aware because the investment or the history hasn't been there. Come back to me in 20 years after they've been splitting the money for 20 years. I guarantee you 100% more people will still watch men's soccer at that yeah. time, even though we've had equitable investment over decades. At it's that not point. just that. No one is ever going to give a shit about women's soccer. It's never going to happen ever. They're going to keep trying. Unless it's filled with men, <laughs> which and it's that's uh, that's a big qualifier. We're not far off from that. Yeah. So welcome to right wing extremism, Don Lemon. We are happy to have you, I guess. It's fine. We need some soccer. Uh, Leah Thompson's and Thomas. Leah Thom- <laughs> oh, yeah. I soccer. forgot. Yeah. Uh, she's coming. She might switch sports soon. Who knows? Didn't they deny her for the Olympics? She has to try something else. You know, uh, he's six four. Her. What a, thank you for. How did I get duped by Leah Thomas? He's the least convincing chick of all time. Oh, yeah. Thank Six you for correcting my, my pronouns. That is a big bitch right there. <laughs> big Are you ready bitch. for hoax hate? Always. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? Maybe the laziest hoax hate of all time. I've really tried to find the high effort ones. Maybe it was just a rough week. This is tweet hoax hate. And even just lazy in its in its in its entire approach, but it is notable uh, because it's a public official. Recall the uh, unfortunately named California State Senator from San Francisco, yes, Scott Weiner, or appropriately named, probably because uh, yeah, he's a gay activist behind many of California's most degenerate laws, such as decriminalizing the intentional infection of AIDS in a sexual partner, I agree. or allowing. 12 year olds to get vaccinated without parental consent do or over the over the summer in i'm not even sure if it was serious but he posted that he wants drag queen 101 as part of the state's k-12 through curriculum attending drag queen story hour will satisfy the requirement what's serious and what's a joke in california politics is very difficult for us outsiders to determine so maybe that one is in jest i don't know But because of these various views, Scott Weiner has been labeled a groomer by many critical of his views. Apparently, Charlie Kirk called him a groomer and other names last week. And so on Wednesday, Weiner tweeted, quote, not even 24 hours after MAGA grifter Charlie Kirk tweeted homophobic lies about me. I received this threat repeating one of his lies. But that was the point. Riling people up against me and other LGBTQ people. Words have consequences. And Twitter is becoming a cesspool for this crap. And then he posted a screenshot of the alleged threat. And the alleged threat, as posted, says, It's a shame you come out and you're trying to release all these pedophiles. You're okay with people intentionally giving other people AIDS. And your office can't even pick up the phone to answer about these questions. You're sick, man. I don't even call you. 
You shouldn't even be a man. You're a sick individual. I don't care about what you do off hours, but when you try to force it upon California, it's like myself and others, you'll have something coming to you. People like you won't be able to walk down the streets when light comes to darkness and you're fucking providing you piece of shit. I it's maybe poorly transcribed or maybe Based. the I mean it is notable that many of these allegations are largely true. He did decriminalize intentionally. He 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 reduced giving someone AIDS intentionally from a felony to a misdemeanor. He was behind that. Do you think this is fake, um, really? Yeah, well, so here here's the I want to believe the kicker. And he can prove it to all of us that it's real. Outside of the fact that that those things are true, at least a lot of them, the main problem is if you look at the screenshot, you can see the cursor in the screenshot, which means he typed the words and then took the photo on his phone or took the screenshot. And when everyone noticed that and called him out for it, he said that he made a transcription of a voicemail that he received. He said, quote, for all the MAGA conspiracy theorists out there, the threat was a voicemail. This is a transcription, but have fun spinning around with your conspiracies. Well, as many have it's noted not a conspiracy in the responses. Great. It's a voicemail. Uh, go ahead and post the audio. Yeah. I don't believe him that it was easier to transcribe the entire voicemail on his phone than it would be to just post to a recording yeah. of the audio. Damn, that's disappointing. And I haven't seen, I looked at his Twitter feed earlier there were a lot of jokes about him making calls to Jesse Smollett to find the best Nigerian voice actors he could for this. He needs a voicemail immediately. Uh, I don't believe he's posted one unless I missed it. So I, uh, I don't believe this one to be accurate. Man, that sucks in a healthy society that he's getting harassed at least that much. Right? <laughs> in, a, the, in a healthy society, this is nowhere near far enough. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm with him on the AIDS thing. I wish all these gay people would be knowingly infecting each other with AIDS all the time. But the the, the vaccine thing with 12-year-olds, that's just unforgivable. That's where you draw the line, huh? Yeah, yeah. All right, fair enough. Uh, this is not... The next one is not uh, hoax hate, but it is related to a common hateful term that has been commonly used in our chat and elsewhere over the last year or so. Moon cricket. No, not that one. Oh, okay. As Christmas approaches, it's juggers. No, not joggers, but juggers that you should watch out for. These juggers are attacking people at rising rates in Houston and beyond, trying to steal their purchases as people leave retail stores. Well, this time of year, you go shopping for the perfect gift or groceries for the perfect meal. But once you leave the store, look out. Someone may be setting their sights on you and your goods. Juggings are violent personal crimes that can cost you and your family thousands of dollars and can even put your life at risk. Numbers show that juggings are up significantly. HPD's Robbery Channel on YouTube showcasing several examples of juggings. Criminals following victims in parking lots and to their homes. We're seeing, you know, 20, 20 percent uh, some months uh, up to up to 40 percent in some months of an increase of the number of juggings. Keep in mind, juggings have taken place far beyond Houston's city limits. And with the holiday season upon us, law enforcement around our area is gearing up. Was every single one of those perps black? Uh, 
As far as I could tell, I will note though that uh, I I cut down the news story and they did interview one woman who was jugged by a white guy that they caught. Nah. So it is diverse jugging that is portrayed in the the news clip. Uh, I I was trying to figure out with you before live, what the hell is is jugging? As it, it, I I don't it, know, but it, it does look like it's a legit term that they've used in like yeah. multiple news stories. It sounds like jogger word. mugging. That's yeah. what uh, my wife and I were thinking. Maybe they meant they mean jogger muggings, juggings. I I they can't right. Well, according to the same news source, Houston, click to Houston in another story, jugging refers to a type of robbery where the bad guys work in teams of two to rip you off. The first guy is a spotter, the person who first targets the victim to be attacked. The second guy is the driver who will help the spotter make his or her getaway once the theft has been accomplished. Police say juggers are thieves who rob you while you are shopping, using the ATM or getting gas. I get what it means. I can understand but that why? from the video. Why is it, why is it called the jugging? Where did, what's the origin of that term? I've not been able to figure that out. But if you're going Christmas shopping in the coming weeks, watch out for juggers. That's all I can say, especially if you're in Houston. All right. You ready for the movie review? Sure. In a world of movie references flying over his head, one man will finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show movie review. This week's movie is the 1989 National Lampoon's comedy Christmas Vacation, in which a suburban dad tries his damnedest to give his family a meaningful and memorable Christmas, but a series of unfortunate events and hijinks sabotage him into various animal abuses and kidnapping instead. This week, our movie nominator, longtime listener and helpful show contributor Michael Schlecht, has upped the production quality. He has offered his reasons for making the nomination of this movie by video submission. Good evening, and welcome to the magical month of Christmas movies, brought to you by The Matt and Blonde Show. It is my honor to have been chosen to choose this month's movie list. We're kicking off the first week with a Christmas comedy classic, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation was an absolute no-brainer to add to this list. It's a movie that takes us back to a simpler time of comedy, where the funny was rooted in actual, relatable situations. Okay. Christmas Vacation showcases our main character and patriarch, Clark Griswold, as a dad who just wants to provide for his family the best that he can. As a new dad myself to the adorable Finn, this movie really hits close to home. Complete with over-the-top, stereotypically awful in-laws, cartoonish physical comedy, and way more heart than a National Lampoon's movie deserves to have, it's no wonder why we watch this movie at least twice a year. I hope you all love it as much as my family and I do, and I hope you find it to be really nice. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone, and happy watching. Oh, as I love the All Mr. Right. Plinkett, the Mr. Plinkett comparison there. That was so good. I have to ask, did you 
pick up on the music in yeah it was from red letter media okay Mr. Plinkett, yeah. it, okay that's what you're referencing okay because yeah. i don't know the reference but michael said i know you guys share a love of red letter media and he oh, said yes. i hope blonde picks up on the music so i'm glad that you did so good yeah um well, thank you're you up for that. first that with was... your uh review and your rating i thought this was so wholesome it was a, a fun watch is it a cinematic masterpiece of course not um but I like a movie with like a a typical white American family having a normal level of dysfunction. Yeah, and I, I got I got a few That's, laughs. Yeah, all right. Um, I gave it a three point five out of five. I don't know. Maybe I should round that up because I'm in a good mood. That's it. That that's the entire review. That's the yeah. What am I supposed to do with these with these movies? I mean, okay. This isn't like a this isn't like a a big film. It was fun to watch. It was nice to like get into the eighties again. Chevy Chase was so hot. What back then? Yeah, okay. Good looking man back in the eighties. Um, yeah, it was. It was. It was fun. It was three and a half out of five. Four out of five. We're in a a pretty similar ballpark, but I'm lower than you. And it's not. I've had a lot of like hate in my heart lately after flight of the Phoenix and others, this is not like that. In fact, I actually, this is one of those movies that I wanted to like because I like Christmas wholesomeness. I like the original national lampoons vacation, which I've seen on cable rerun many times in my life. Uh, Just the laughs were kind of too few and far between for me in this one. But as far as some points, I appreciated the opening scene is actually the strongest to me. It starts out great with this proper handling of tailgaters. When you got someone riding your bumper, the, yeah. the proper protocol is slow down a little, maybe even brake check them, bait them into moving into the oncoming lane and then hit the gas, hoping that they get in a head on is what I wrote in the review. But I have to now have to disavow myself because that naughty puts innocence at risk. I will freely acknowledge now that I'm a father with important things to protect, I don't really do this anymore. But in my younger years where it's just me in the car, have I engaged in similar strategies of oh, yeah. tailgater management? Absolutely. So that scene, it was a great scene that really started strong for me. And the middle finger delivery from Clark was a plus. There was um when he's in the attic, there was this moment where he keeps stepping on loose boards and hitting himself in the face. I know you've seen a lot of the Simpsons like I have. It was almost the exact bit as the sideshow Bob stepping on rakes bit. I thought, well, man, did the Simpsons actually take inspiration would be the charitable. Well, this was 85, wasn't it? 89. And I looked it up. The the rake episode was five years later. 93, 94. Maybe. I don't see any official reference to say that one was in the Simpsons were inspired by this movie or that they just stole it. I don't know, but it was an almost an identical bit. It was uh, interesting to see Um, the Clark's frustrated outburst when he finally gets the, the jelly subscription instead of his bonus. That was uh, that was a a credit where due on that performance. Uh, If you count, there are 23 insults he delivers without a single error. And we were wondering, was that, was that improvised or was that scripted? No, had to be scripted, right? The answer is, something in between what at least according to the account that i saw all the other cast members were off screen wearing some of the insults on cue cards around their necks (laughs) so he could kind of see them and read them in order without messing them up 
Okay. So we had a, a cue card strategy for delivery, which which worked out well. Uh, I liked the wholesome Christmas raid, you know, in a world of Wacos and Ruby Ridges and uh, every third person, you know, being a fed. We had a wholesome raid where everyone came together. And uh, and in this case, the only the only fiery explosion that happened was an inspirational Christmas night display rather than, you know, kids being burned alive at Waco or something yeah. like that. So that was refreshing. And I'm not 100 percent sure, but I've seen sources saying this. The conversation with the attractive woman at the mall when he says it's a bit nipply out. Yeah. And he has all those like boob puns. Is This movie is the origin of that phrase. I, I've heard that phrase so many times. Really? I, I think. At least it's credited as that. So anytime I learn the origin of a reference like that, I will give credit. As far as what I didn't like, it just is not that funny to me and for a movie that's not trying to explore some sort of profound moral dilemma or uh, that isn't trying to build some sort of suspense or scare me or thrill me with action the comedy has got to make me laugh loudly and often and i wasn't laughing out loud or even internally very much here a lot of the characters it's like i get it your in-law all these family characters are old and annoying which is the point but they all just kind of run together it's like who's that who's he what's the relationship to this person it doesn't really matter he's just old and annoying there weren't i try to think of like great quotable lines in this movie they're few and far between so it just wasn't enough quality laughs for me to give a high mark for comedy purposes this opinion might be somewhat controversial <laughs> and maybe you might argue that I'm missing the point and maybe you might argue that I'm missing Clark's attractiveness but part of what makes part of what damages the comedy for me in this movie is that I actually don't find Clark to be all that relatable I find him to be kind of a douchebag to be honest what? he not only does he <clears throat> fantasize about other women which okay like thoughts in your head whatever but he openly engages with them flirtatiously in public to the point that his son has to come interrupt interrupt him he feels entitled to more money which in fairness to clark he does try to prove his worth to his boss rather than just complaining about it so i will acknowledge that um his worst predicament is that he may not be able to afford a pool for his already huge suburban home the financing <laughs> of which he's already committed to because he made assumptions not uh based on money in the bank and, really know how to suck the joy out of a film. Well, I'm saying he sucks the joy out of it. He's kind of a <laughs> douchebag. I understand that he's not supposed to be a hero. He's supposed to be an everyman. But yeah. to me, a lot of these characteristics, that's not really everyman characteristic. That's more of douchebag characteristics. Um, maybe I'm being too harsh on, on Clark, but I just found it hard to relate to and therefore hard to cheer for. And so a lot of the, the comedy sort of fell flat for those reasons as well. Um, also it's not a Christmas movie. Uh, this movie, what? it's not Christmas vacation because it only shows the days immediately preceding Christmas up to and including <laughs> Christmas Eve. So it should be called national lampoons pre Christmas vacation. I'm standing by. Oh my God. Now, of course I'm mocking myself and I'm things. trying to bait those of you who are mad about my criticism that there's not enough flight of the Phoenix in the flight of the Phoenix. But technically this is, National Lampoon's pre-Christmas vacation. Anyway, I ended up giving it a three-wiki rating. Wiki, wiki, wiki. Okay!
I'll allow it. And I actually intended on two after watching it. But once I sat down to write the review, I thought, well, I noted enough things that I got at least a little enjoyment out of. And and maybe I should start the Christmas, the Christmas season with a little Christmas spirit and I should be generous. So I upped it to a three. Lame. Any pushback? No, I mean, I'm not going to fight for a higher rating. If you don't find something funny, I can't make it funny to you. Did you feel like it was sufficiently hilarious? I just didn't feel like I was laughing hard. It was, a, it was a fun time. Hmm. I, ha- I have this ability from watching movies my entire life to like kind of be able to meet the movie where they are, hmm. you know? So like when I show up for an 80s movie, I get into that 80s mindset and I just take the movie for what it is. It's a skill, Skag. It's a skill. Well, well what if the movie sucks? <laughs> what, what do you mean? Yeah. By that definition, to... like, could a movie be bad? Yeah, totally. Uh, hmm. You have to like judge a film based on the characteristics surrounding said film like when it was made what uh what was available at the time in terms of special effects like but I didn't what criticize the effects i said no, the no, writing wasn't fun i'm just saying in, not specifically yeah. this film um yeah. uh what was funny at the time to people what culture was like at the time like i try to keep all those things in mind hmm. when i'm judging a movie well, the audience is more in tune with you. People love this movie. The early vote decisively in favor of the five wiki, which I would consider to be a wild overrating. But uh, I'm sure movie picker Michael Schlecht is happy to see that. And uh, after that, it's fours and then down to the three. So people people love this movie. Next selection from Michael's nominations, Gremlins from 1984. Oh, awesome. I have not seen it, but my dog is a gremlin. So perhaps I'll like this. Uh, I take it that you're a fan. No, uh, no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> I Everyone guess I, loves I guess I shouldn't spoil. I mean, I know what the characters look like and I watched the trailer, but I don't know anything about it beyond that. Uh, after that, the remaining December Christmas movie nominees from Michael Schlecht are as follows. Uh, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, The Muppet Christmas Carol, Jingle All the Way, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the 2000 Jim Carrey version krampus office christmas party or of course you can reject michael's list and we will watch a randomly selected top rated christmas movie instead as a reminder if you'd like to read my movie reviews comment how wrong i am submit your own rating vote for the next movie and sign up for the chance to be the movie nominator for the month the one and only place to do it is in my weekly movie review column linked in the description and on the home page of the website that is Matt Christensen media.com of course. And I should uh, make a point to remind potential future movie nominators perhaps was not properly communicated by, uh, by myself. But uh, if you are selected and you make these nominations, I always like to have a little bit of commentary from the person who made the nomination to put in the review. The option for video or audio explanation has always been there. We just haven't had people take it. And so I, I very much appreciate the high effort that Michael put into uh, his submissions. And I anticipate his um, his uh, Christmas themed commentary bits will be returning for the next three weeks. But I just want people to be aware that is an option for you. If you're the movie picker, you uh, you you can make a you can make a production of your own for inclusion uh, in the show. And that's welcome to awesome. appreciate. It. I hope more people start to do that. Although I have to review them before I put them on the air. So don't try to <laughs> don't try to troll 
your way into the stream. Anyway, uh, that's it. And we'll get uh, back to the chats. Okay. Let's forget where we left off. Oh, Zach log was the last one I read, right? Because that was the uh, that was the one about the tigers in the hundred acre woods. Right. Knuckle hunky bucks is who I have up next. I don't normally simp, but blonde hubba hubba. Wow. You're looking like Clark Griswold, apparently. Thank you. Am I the only person that thinks that 1980s Chevy Chase was like a real piece of ass? That guy. What is it? What what characteristic is. He's so tall and his chin dimple. He was just so handsome, like Mel Gibson in his 20s handsome. I cannot <laughs> well, be no wrong. No one can about reach this. Mel levels. Let's be fair. Well, Mel is short. So, you know. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Chevy Chase uh, in his Ginger Ninja says longtime listener, first time super chatter. Why is blonde dressed up like Michaela Peterson? What? what? You <laughs> absolute son of a bitch. That's harsh. First of all, I'm like five years older than Michaela Peterson. All right. She doesn't get the right to bangs. Also, I have had no plastic surgery. This is exactly what I look like. This is no fillers, no Botox, although I'm totally going to get some. Uh, but right now, none. No comparison to Michaela Peterson. <laughs> I will say both of us do have some masculine features. When wearing a lot of makeup, we both can go a little tranny. Wow. I thought it was a harsh comparison. Yours. There you are granting it. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's true. I, a little <laughs> bit. 10% tranny. Thank you, Ginger Ninja. You Appreciate the support for the show. Jocko or Jacko? J-A-C-C-O. Look at Blonde rocking the Jennifer Lawrence look tonight. I dig it. No simping. Wow. You're just all the celebrities. Jennifer Lawrence, I, it's never been the same since I've seen her butt covered in jizz, you know? I forgot that she was, uh, that was the, what was the name of that thing? Uh, the the fappening? Is that what, yeah. I just remember. <laughs> the only thing I can't forget is curiosity got the best of me and I had to see the Leslie Jones picks. Why? Why did we yeah, do that to I, ourselves? I, I will I, never forget. I won't ever forget either. Ugh. You know, my wife doesn't believe that's actually her ass. Why? Sorry for outing my wife, but my wife thinks it's fake or someone else's <laughs> ass. Leslie Jones. <laughs> uh, don't look. Do not Keep look. Going. No one needs to see that. Normally, I like to say in the context of ISIS videos or Mexican cartel videos, I like to say, you know, if you're mentally prepared, there's benefit to seeing what evil the world has to offer. In this context, there's no benefit to seeing Leslie Jones nudes. Behena fam says uh, GDP is so high because our exports are so high. Government spending and funding to Ukraine is inflating the GDP numbers. Well, by the the basic calculation that composes it, that would have to be true. Government spending. It's not just domestic spending that that counts. Although, well, I guess I should double check that it is GDP gross domestic product. Does government spending overseas factor into that? equation i actually should fact check that i'm not 100 percent sure but to your point behana fam i would not be surprised to learn that the money that we send to ukraine is counted as productivity for gdp purposes what am i doing no yeah stop you mentioned that exports are part of the calculation is what we send it's, in it's foreign... imports it's exports less imports okay so exports are a factor in some sort of net calculation yes but 
Is what we send to other countries in foreign aid considered an export or is it only products that we sell? I'm sure it's only products. Hmm. Who knows? Uh, I'll have to look that up. Sean D says, I'm surprised you were, you even still have a show this week, given that nothing notable happened this week at all whatsoever. (laughs) Yeah, really? Thank you uh, for your support for the show. Uh, But yeah, this was one of those weeks. I am not going to be niggardly. Where you think you have something interesting that you want to talk about on like Monday or Tuesday. And then by the time Friday rolls around, it's like, nah, nobody cares about that. And, it's just this Kanye stuff. Like I don't want to give Kanye. I actually don't personally care much about Kanye's political opinions. It's not like that doesn't really influence me or factor into my worldview very much. But now that he has become sort of the center of American politics in many ways, you you really have to talk about, if not his views, how those views are being treated on on platforms like twitter or how they're being interacted with and how people's alleged principles apply to them you really can't i don't want to say escape this topic because i'm not looking to escape it it's just that there's a certain part of me that's frustrated with like maybe giving too much sincerity to a guy who's wearing a balenciaga mask and talking a lot of nonsense you know no i i mean i i came to the show or i came to the alex jones uh, segment like ready to defend him hmm. totally but um i i feel like 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 i should not defend him not because based on what he said but based on the way he said it I'm, wow. i like i would like him to approach these topics with more um seriousness like like i wish he was a little more serious in the interview <laughs> not serious well it's hard to be serious given the get up i will certainly grant that yeah if not the uh the views expressed. Uh, Eric Burns. Oh, wait, no. Wicked Wicked Masshole, right? Imagine uh, failing to follow a blueprint and whining when the machine doesn't work. Same as people who simplistically claim that the Constitution either allows the status quo or failed to stop it. Therefore, it is worthless. That's a, a good way to put it. I agree that uh, that if you reject the instructions, uh, you don't get to complain about the final product or if we fail to follow the instructions we don't necessarily get to complain but the, but it's unenforceable no it's completely enforceable we choose not to enforce it that's the problem yeah, i know yeah. it, it could be enshrined in the constitution that it's enforceable in a more meaningful way no it is well that's why treason is the only crime specified in the constitution the only one so your answer is to big bird enforce. costumes all right i'm, I'm into it. you you, you seriously as as a completely serious matter of principle, it is very difficult for me to entertain the idea of, if not speech crimes, things that are speech crime adjacent, which treason can be. But the, the reason that treason is an important crime and the only one that's constitutionally specified is because loyalty to that document and meaning behind the oath that you swear to it is the only thing that keeps our system Uh, functioning under an adherence to that document. If you swear an oath to that document to protect and uphold it uh, and you don't, that has to carry consequences. I'm not saying that the average citizen out there can't go out and speak publicly in opposition to the constitution. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if you are a public official who swore an oath to defend that document and to adhere to it and you don't, you undermine it. 
maybe maybe we can have a grace period. Maybe, maybe you have a few oopsies. All right. But if you're in doing things like what this president has done, where you are routinely ignoring it and having the courts strike you down saying, no, no, you don't have the authority to do that. At some point that becomes a habit. That habit has to bear some consequence because habits, you can be charitable for a while thinking that they're mistakes, but if habits continue, they are intentional. That is why treason has to matter as, as well, a criminal. That's true. That's true from a political standpoint. But if the oligarch is allowing people that are not interested in the mission of the country and that have dual citizenship and um, and are going to subvert the the culture into the country and become citizens, then it doesn't it doesn't really matter if anybody's upholding the Constitution, does it? Because um, the people aren't. Yeah, well, yeah, the people do. I suppose the. That's an interesting one to navigate because I want to defend the citizens right to criticize and to even to oppose the constitution itself. But the whole point is that political decisions are supposed to reflect the will of the people in the decentralized state focused way that the constitution prescribes. But there's no, there's no denying that if you open the gates and allow a whole bunch of people into the country who don't share those values, don't want anything to do with those values that the politics in the localities where they live and then nationally will reflect that. But I don't isn't know. that the, the greatest treason of them all is changing um, the demographics of America? Well, I, I suppose it would be hard for me to argue that it's necessarily constitutionally treasonous because the constitution does allow for that policy to be crafted by Congress. But and it that, renders, but it renders the constitution unenforceable on a local level on an individual level. Well, it, uh, it, yeah, it'd be, it's an interesting legal problem to iron out because the, the borders by definition have to be a federal issue. It's one of the few proper roles of the federal government. So if Congress itself betrays that obligation, um, is that a problem with the constitution's text or is that a problem with us, the people voting those representatives into Congress? Both. Oh. I suppose it, yeah, it doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be mutually exclusive. Um, I, I suppose the other option you have is, do you want border policy as a matter of uh, constitutional definition rather than just a matter of oh, federal yeah. statute? Yeah. There's an argument to be made there. And they, I suppose if you want to be critical of the, the framing of the constitution, they had the opportunity to do that and they didn't, they left the matter up to Congress. Perhaps yeah. that's a mistake, but I don't know um, if, if if you if you have a Congress that isn't serious about defending its borders, you know, much the same way that we have Congress and the president betraying all sorts of constitutional requirements. Now, would they would they be doing much different if there was some amendment in the Constitution that said no, seriously, enforce the borders? Yeah, I know. It's, yeah. you know, it's kind of the original point. If it's a piece of paper that nobody is serious about defending, it won't be defended. And how important is it? Well, as, as important as any piece of paper, you can write uh, a whole bunch of bullshit or you can write the truest words that God has ever known. If you don't stand up for them, they're just words on a piece of paper. But obviously you got us thinking there, wicked masshole. Thanks for the support for the show. Eric, Eric Burns Marsh. <laughs> Matt, it's more appropriate to say that Susan has her nose <laughs> and everything. No, no, no. I, I disavow all of that.
Um, Max, drugs like SSRIs have long-term effects following withdrawal for months or years. Kanye seems like he's half fried, but still waking up and stumbling. On the other hand, the Jones incident glows. I don't know. I don't really buy into this, uh, this mentally ill argument. Like he has a bipolar diagnosis, but you know, you can, you can walk into any, a medical office and get some kind of BS diagnosis. I mean, how many kids are told that they have ADHD just because they don't want to be inside all day? Um, so I don't know that it really means anything. I don't know that it carries a lot of a lot of weight. Uh, it's possible, but but I I don't I just don't think he's mentally ill. Jonathan Prezios, I always predicted that Kanye would do this, but now actually watching more of this event, um, what is YAA? Yay, I assume. Oh, was definitely saying this just to be shocking. There are small points hiding in his rant. There was some of that too, yeah. Um, he also said this was a trap, but still can be turned into a positive as it will show people on the left they don't know why they hate Hitler. I really wish I could come on and talk with this with you guys about this. I have a nuanced take on it. Um, that's true. People are reflexively hate Hitler. I think that's, yeah, I think that's fair to say. Yeah. But if you really get into the nitty gritty, uh, I don't think that they know why. They'll just talk about the Holocaust. I I would assume that would be bullet point one that would be referenced. But if you take that away and you start talking about the war, I don't think that anybody really knows what they're talking about. Yeah, well, and it's it's completely fair to say, too. I think we, we referenced this or discussed this earlier. If I could... If it was possible to have Hitler come back from the dead and go on Joe Rogan's show to explain his side of the story, I'm tuning in. I 100% want to listen. Does that make me a Hitler sympathizer? Does that make me a Hitler fan? Does that make me a Holocaust supporter or even a Holocaust denier? No, it means that people take actions for reasons. It doesn't mean that they're justified. Uh, the reason... Reason and justification are not synonyms, but we should still try to strive. Or we should still strive to understand the reasons behind why people do what they do, especially Hitler, to quote yeah. Ye himself. But especially Hitler. Yeah. yeah. Um, Knuckle Buck. Hear ye, hear ye. He might be trying to damage Trump with this. First, West was a literally Hitler fan. Now he's saying he's an actual literally Hitler fan. <laughs> I like Hitler. I like it. Nicholas H. Matt, you denouncing cluck. The L is silent. You can't say cuck. Seriously? Uh, apparently not in, in Susan's uh, in Susan's world. This is why you should diversify your media across platforms. Are you denouncing? I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you, Susan tells me I have to. I'm complying with Susan's policy. Mm. I don't know what to tell you, man. Susan says, I'll delete your stream if you don't disavow. Obviously, what I'm what I'm doing there is mocking her policy. You know, if I, if I sit down yeah. and craft exactly what I want to say about this, is it going to be some long winded disavowal fest? No, of course not. Um, but perhaps like I'm saying that in jest, I assume that you're probably saying some of that in, in jest as well. Um, but that, that's the point is in Susan's world, you either have the opportunity to you, you, if you want to get past her policies, you have to do it in a mocking, but still plausible way. We've had to do that with That's Corona true. and the vaccines throughout all of this. It's like, you want to talk about this, use a different word. Or if we want to talk about the 2020 election, I have to clarify that it was the freest, fairest, most secure of all time. 
and you can do well, that. In I don't a way do that, any of that though. And we still don't get banned. It's it's inexplicable. I don't know why she gives you a pass on my channel, but not on yours. That remains it's, one of the greatest it's mysteries. Totally mysterious. <laughs> you know, the the only thing I don't do is talk yeah. about the Jews. And I've said all sorts of stuff about the vaccine and everything like that. And we have never been penalized for it. Uh, no, that's not true. My my channel oh, really? was banned for a week because was it something I said. No, it was because so, it was because we had that listener make a fake article, a fake hit piece that's right. that described that said that there was a cure for that hypothetical <laughs> virus, unspecified of uh, current relevance. Because there was cure language in there, they took my channel offline for a week. So God, women get away with so much. So this is I want my Twitter account back, Elon, you faggot. <laughs> this is me trying to strike the balance of mocking Susan's policies while still being able to Yeah. Skirt Susan's policies. That's all I'm trying to do. Um, we got someone behind our channel. Our maybe on YouTube, yep. Um, Robin D. Banks, I condemn anti-Semitism, but real question, if you criticize a group of people and get banned everywhere, bank accounts close, etc., how is that a marginalized community sounds pretty powerful to me? And that's a legitimate question. The fact that we can't talk about these things. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, I have to disagree with that. (laughs) The fact that we can't talk about these things should be raising red flags for everybody. Oh, we should be Uh, able to talk about anything and everything that we want to at all times. I I certainly can agree with that. Yeah. Uh, oh, Walsy. Walsy. When is Blonde getting her Twitter back? I've been expecting her account to be revived by Elon this week. I have submitted nine appeals now. And I'm still waiting. I just, my last appeal just said, Elon, it's time. Bro, <laughs> it's time. It's time to let me back. Maybe he'll Andrew come on the Anglin show. Andrew Anglin is back. Although, wasn't, the, wasn't there some... He had multiple Twitter accounts and one of his Twitter accounts is back or was never unbanned or was never banned. Because why would they unban one but not others? He's using it. That's Hmm. all that really matters. Um, It's bullshit. No, I mean, that's great, but it's it's bullshit that I'm not unbanned. It's like, come on. What did I ever say? What did I ever say or do? It was Meghan Markle. Never forget Jonathan Prezius. Elon is not good on everything, but he regains my trust with his two-hour phone with everyone Saturday night. You guys are not seeing this at the bigger picture. Looked bad, but I can explain the situation. Uh, no, it's it's bad. It's bad. I like. I don't care if he has this outreach and everything like that. Uh, he's not taking a principled stance on free speech. And if you're not going to let people behave like Kanye West, then you're not really interested in having a free speech platform. And um, John- I don't care about protecting centrist speech. Who gives a shit about that? <laughs> In fact, we should pan it. I yeah, consider really. it incitement. No, Jonathan, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm definitely open to what you have to say about it. And I, I think it's fair to say that his him having a long conversation with people who are interested in it and being publicly accountable is an improvement over prior. I, I, that's fair to say, and I will grant that point. That said, I, I I am very concerned about the violations of his own principles. But if you have more that you want to say about this, um, I'd encourage you, if you can call in on Wednesday, be happy to discuss it with you then. Or if you're not able to participate in the Wednesday stream, send us your thoughts through an email question, contact page of the website. We'll respond to it there. You can be a little more detailed if you like, or you can do what Michael Schleich did. You can even record a one minute uh, message and explain it there and we'll respond to it that way. So uh, you're welcome to expand a little bit if you would like. And thanks for supporting the show. Um, who's next? Shoot. I lost my place. Uh, Phil. 
He says, why is anyone surprised that Jordan Peterson, whose name he has modified, would come out against Ye? His job is to promote radical individualism for everyone except for Ben Shapiro and his... (laughs) Except for the Shapiros. Pattern recognition goes against the goal. Well... That's true. I'm not surprised about Jordan Peterson. I got I don't know what he said in fairness. I'm I I I have not seen his uh, official reaction, so I don't want to mischaracterize. I get the the vibe that Jordan Peterson like kind of never asked for any of this and then just realized that he was in way over his head. You mean like his entire point? fame? Yeah. Or just this yeah. specific episode? No, his entire fame. I mean, I've long thought that he says a lot without actually saying anything at all. And I think that he's just convinced everybody that he's smart when maybe he's not that smart. <laughs> I still think that he has done a lot of good for a lot of men who have been rejected or misled by a culture gone astray. And I will yeah. I will give him credit for that for forever because I think he's done a lot of good in that way. Does that mean that he's mm-hmm. oh, you can't criticize him or he's immune? No, I don't think he would say that either. But uh but I appreciate him for that reason, and uh, I will continue to. That makes me, if that makes me a cluck, then so be it. The ultimate cluck. Yeah. Nuggle Hunky Buck. Uh, Ye is just trying to keep it Raelian. The symbol is Raelian. I, and I want to punch Elon for that comment, so he's guilty as well. Yeah, really. <laughs> what about our incitement? If I want to punch you, you have incited. That is the logic. Um, JRC one, when are normal people going to realize that our Republic is at a point of no return and at least, uh, and at least of separation is required for the survival of our constitution. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's not the survival of our constitution. We're going to have to really rework that shit if we're able to separate, but a a, a national divorce is clearly the answer at this point. Uh, Um, it's, it's the ideal amicable split is the ideal. Do you want to take some? Except for, well, I guess the critics would say then we're vulnerable to China, but uh, I suppose that we'll we'll have to figure that out. That is a wrinkle. Uh, Threece. Three? I don't know. How do you pronounce that? T-H-R-E-C-E. Longtime viewer, first time poster. Canadian resident off topic. I had high hopes America would right its ship and Canada would follow. Lost that hope after midterms. We are no longer Canucks. We are just cucks now. Well, I guess... I guess we all share that label tonight. Uh, thank you for uh, your support for the show. And Godspeed up north. Jonathan Prezios adds, you have to understand that Elon will listen and you can get him to realize he makes mistakes. I'm not agreeing with the suspension, but there's more to it. Elon will have to be uh, will have to be babysit, but he will listen. I suppose maybe that's true, but here's my my concern with that is a lot of people of similar perspective to what we just discussed are going to Elon responding to him on Twitter and not trying to be inflammatory, not trying to insult him, trying to say, listen, dude, w- was this you six months ago saying that you wanted the U.S. legal standard to be the standard on Twitter? Now you're saying because I got mad, this guy should be banned. Yeah. Um, the, the people were, we're completely just asking fair. for consistency here. And he he treated us as he called us extremists. All right. He pulled yeah. the same sort of mainstream media trick. Where anybody who has who has reasoned criticism is given a label to be dismissed. And I I don't know how you babysit a guy like that if he's able to be. That's my problem is that's what we're trying to do, because I, I I'm certainly gracious enough that he's allowed to make mistakes and have his mind changed. My problem is 
over the last month or so since he's acquired the company, he's he's made all sorts of statements completely contrary to what he said before. Alex Jones isn't welcome back on this platform. Yeah. Kanye made me mad and I want to punch him so he can't come here. Right, right. If I'm not allowed to to criticize that using his own logic without being labeled an extremist, how do I babysit this guy? What do I do to babysit him? Yeah. And I'm not trying to dismiss you entirely, Jonathan. I, I think Elon probably is more willing to listen than say Vijay But how? I just that's my question is how maybe I just need to get into the the Twitter spaces. Maybe when he has that conversation, he'll un he'll allow me to unmute my mic and I can I can talk to him. <laughs> yeah, really. Daniel Yeager says, I, I mean, Elon came from South Africa, right? Hardly a bastion of free speech. The only reason he's quote unquote free speech is because he's hedging his bets against the nationalist populist movement once they're in charge. Mm. Maybe. Are you talking about this country or South Africa? He must be talking about this country. Oh, thank you, Daniel. Semperad Meliora says, I don't think Ye's comments or Elon's actions would be that controversial if the neocommies hadn't pushed so hard to deplatform or censor people to begin with. We have to stop playing by their rules. Yeah. Well, um, I guess what, what are their, what, what do we do in this context? What's the solution here? Is that a rhetorical question? And I'm, I I'm actually serious. I don't know. I mean, other to me, Twitter is 10% better than it was before. Maybe a, Maybe I'll be 25% better, but I have a guy in charge still saying all the same stuff as before. That's going to create all the same problems unless he changes course. Yeah. What do I do about that? I quit the platform. I don't know. Go somewhere else. J Val. Uh, and thank you. Uh, Semper ad Melior. I appreciate it. J Val 90 said the only thing we're going to get from Elon at Twitter is transparency. You simply cannot run a public platform like Twitter without uh, a level of this type of censorship solution two is two thirty, or solution to two thirty is transparent moderation. Okay. But what if through transparency, we learn that the rules are bullshit as they were yeah. in this case, it's transparent in a way that maybe Jack or Vijaya were not, but the logic is the same. So now we're just, we can but see transparency is huge. I mean, th- even if the rules are unfair, if we know, and England says this all the time, if we know what the rules are and they're enforced equally, yeah. then at least we can play by the rules. Like, that's the thing. The reason I got banned from Twitter, it, it, it was, I don't even break their rules by their own rules standards. Well, and yeah, neither did, neither did Kanye, at least if, at least by the incitement standard. There is no yeah. definition of incitement that Kanye met. That's yeah. plainly insane. So, you know, again, I, I, I guess I'd rather have more information than less. I'm not trying to be too dismissive. It's just hard for me to get over the fact that the, the central bullshit is still the same. This is just mm-hmm. bullshit that we can see a little better rather than bullshit that's behind a few closed doors. But yeah, yeah, it's hard for me to get excited or enthusiastic about that supposed upgrade if I consider it an upgrade at all. Logan Orr says Elon is the world's richest African-American. Or that's a question, rather. You can't trust him. Wonder why? <laughs> In other words, an Elon hit to Ye would just be more African on African violence. <laughs> All right. It's a I little, shot someone with a gun. It's a little bit with of a, a stretch, gun. but I'll allow it. Uh, Robin D. Banks. Neither real question. The media says the Twitter leaks are no big deal. How is the government violating the Constitution, including with huge corporations, to censor the truth, to control elections? 
not huge. Um, yeah, I know this should be the biggest story. The biggest story is actually that this isn't a huge story. Um, that means that everybody was involved and no one gives a shit. So esoteric unbound. Oh no, Musk failed the speech purity test. <laughs> a couple millennial YouTube hipsters. I'm sure he's crying himself to sleep now. Um, Ye is a, yay is a prick playing with matches in other people's barns. He deserves to be punched. There's so many things wrong with this. How I'm so not a hipster. <laughs> that's, that's the real thing. Hipster. Um, I'm not worried about like hurting his feelings. I'm just yeah. saying this whole endeavor was pointless if he's not going to actually allow people, um, to say what they want on Twitter. I'm sure. Mr. Unbound is doing a little bit of trolling and that's perfectly understandable. Um, Your dick. Yeah, of course. It, like, it, it's not that that Elon Musk has offended me uh, and you shouldn't give a shit if I'm offended or not. It's that Elon Musk has violated Elon Musk's own articulated principles and to that extent cannot be trusted. I have to distrust him by default until he proves himself worthy of that trust later in the future. So I certainly would not say sympathize with me because elon made me mad no that's not that's not the issue at all um he he, and if he if he is concerned if elon is crying himself to sleep it shouldn't be because matt christensen is mad he should be thinking in his alone time am i actually living up to what i said are ideal values when i explain the reason i bought this company it's about him living up to his standards, not him living up to my standards. I'm not the one who set these standards for Elon, though I do like them and believe them to be correct. Elon set these standards for Elon yeah, and should be exactly. held accountable for that. General Grievance says, can anyone honestly tell me that the U.S. government is fit for function? The entity created to protect our rights is the number one violator of our rights. It should be abolished in favor of something new. You know who agreed with you? And that was Thomas Jefferson and the old declaration, and Hitler. Of, I'm just- especially Hitler. <laughs> yeah uh when government become the, the language is what when government becomes destructive to that end as in its only purpose of securing the rights of the people it's the right of the people to abolish uh that government and create a new one did you I, miss slosher um i don't oh maybe we did yeah go for it's it it's not just the right of the person who speaks to be heard it is the right of the audience to listen and to hear christopher yeah. hitchens freedom of speech it's about the freedom to think. And that is a key point that we should all consider, too. It's it's not just um, the obstruction of Kanye or whoever they're targeting of, of that person's speaking ability. It's the obstruction of you and your ability to decide what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. You should take that uh, some somewhat personally, I think. It's someone telling you, no, no, no. <laughs> we the high council of wisdom and morality have decided that you are not fit to comprehend this morally objectionable yeah. material. Incompetent hands 30 says, uh, Alex Jones blonde is cool, but she's a 35 year old mom. Me. I, <laughs> I love blonde. AJ disavowed my simping. If POTUS could tell me, uh, how gay I'll be, uh, I'll be on my way. Okay. Well, I can, I can honor that. God, I am a a 35-year-old mom. That's true. That's a factually accurate description. That is factually accurate. Robert Lockard says, uh, be sure to give a... (laughs) 
Peace. Come on. I think I could. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with this one. Be sure to give a Tigger warning the next time you read a spicy Winnie the Pooh super chat. Oh, that's cute. That's fair. Sean D says, Blonde, thank you for introducing me to the Bard King. While this may not be the best timeline to live in, it is certainly hilarious. I don't even who? Is that what? a misunderstood reference? You don't actually know what that is? I don't. I don't actually know what that oh. is. Oh, uh, well, thank you for your support for the show, Sean. We love you. The Bard You're very King? special. You don't know what it is, but he's crediting you. King Bard. Yeah. Is this a YouTuber or something? This is, uh, no, this looks like some sort of Lord of the Rings reference or Tolkien I, th- reference. That was not me. No, not me. I guess maybe there's some misunderstanding. Oh, no. Huh. Yeah, this is uh, a character. Bard the Bowman is a character in The Hobbit. Do you think that I'm Michaela Peterson? <laughs> maybe that's the explanation. Sorry, Sean. Maybe we forgot something. McCattermobile says, Blonde, how much Super Chat should I send and what would I say? What? I can't answer those questions. Those are questions you can only find in your own heart. Uh. Knuckle Hunky Buck says, the best sports to watch are women's. I love to watch women's volleyball and field hockey, and I can't watch. uh, And if I can't watch but only listen, women's tennis is fantastic. (laughs) I disagree with that. (laughs) There's too much grunting, but I can understand why you might be into that. Yeah, really. Daniel Yeager says Don Lemon's equal pay epiphany isn't some conclusion he reached. It's about Chris Licht ready to throw him out uh, the same way he banned Brian Stelter. Maybe. Maybe there's some truth to that. Oh, my God. It's Owen Benjamin is the Bard King. What is, is wrong with me? Why is he? Is that what he's? You know why I forgot that? Um, it's because it was his old Instagram handle that got banned. Oh. So I did not make that connection. Well, there you yes. go. Owen Benjamin. Sorry, guys. Thank you, Sean. I'm retarded. Let's see. Uh, Yeah, you might be right about Don Lemon. Maybe he's just trying to appease the new management. Battle K says, showed up late, uh, not caught up, but here's some music recommendations. uh, Recommendations. Blonde Knives, as in N-Y-V-E-S, Fall Behind, like Typo Negative Matt. Daniel Deluxe, Darkness, or any album really carry on. Well, thank you. Is anybody like Typo Negative? Uh, I can't say I've ever heard it, but if you want me, if you want me to check it out, you can uh, send me a link uh, by email and I will uh, take a look. Jonathan Prezios. Sorry for my string of super chatting. First of all, you're breaking the number one rule. You don't apologize for supporting the show, but yeah. thank you for your courtesy. We love you. You're very special. He says uh, the chats were just so reactionary because I'm surprised you don't see the positives of the week. Elon will listen to a person like yourself. Don't be so blackpilled. Well, I'm certainly going to keep trying. Don't don't worry about that. And uh, I appreciate your look for the silver. You're looking for the silver lining here. It's very tough for me to see the silver lining, but I can assure you that I'm not going to quit talking about these things because I consider them to be very important. Uh Hence the reason why I can't shut the hell up about them and haven't this entire stream. So uh, once Elon, when Elon Musk makes a ridiculous, stupid move like this and then reverses and realizes the error, I will happily acknowledge that uh, perhaps I was too harsh on him. But until then, I have to be harsh in pursuit of that reversal. Griff Nizzle says, speaking of Matt being wrong about stuff, 
rewatched Lonesome Dove for the first time in 10 years. It's so good and reveals just how woke trash, total woke trash 1883 was. Watch it and it'll put hair on your chest. I'm sure it probably is good. I actually don't think 1883 or Yellowstone is is woke, at least not nearly as much as most entertainment these days. I think that uh, specifically Yellowstone has a lot of anti-woke, quote unquote, themes. Um, 1883 i'm trying to think is it just the 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 native perspective or what are the woke themes in 1883 yeah like like her marrying the native guy is probably the wokest theme right and then there's a lot of like kick-ass woman stuff there's maybe a little bit of that but okay women were huge liabilities back then but they were also huge assets though not necessarily for the purposes of like physical labor but you had to to, the purposes for the purposes of childbearing and childcare on a wagon train across the country when Indians are going to attack you at any point. That's, I mean, you got to be tough to handle that. And I don't think this went out of its way to be like, oh, women are so much tougher than men. It's just that I liked it. Yeah, I liked I mean, it. I, uh, I'm not saying you but have I to love it. I am in love with that chick, that actress. I just don't see the, I don't see overt political tones to it, uh, at least commonly. But I invite uh, specific, any kind of specification on that if, if you feel like I'm missing something. Thank you, Griff Nizzle. John says, Is Matt, what about uh, all the movies you like that stole jokes, stole the jokes from this movie? Is that referring to Christmas Vacation? Um I don't know. Did Is it a plagiarized movie? I, I saw The Simpsons seem to have taken uh, influence from it. But uh, if there are more references I missed, let me know. Aggie Jet Pilot says, we'll watch the show tomorrow. Still trying to get y'all some funding before the show ends. Have a good night, y'all. Well, thank you for keeping us in operation. Appreciate it very much. C. Rass 24. <laughs> oh, Crass 24-7? Here I'm thinking C-R-S? Crass 24-7. Blonde, until you show us your feet, you are stuck at a 99 <laughs> We would just need to verify that you don't have jacked up toes. Thanks. I do have jacked up toes. Oh, well. They're really, really weird. So it's down. The the rating will suffer then. And I'm not even joking. Like my second toe, it's this much longer than my first toe. Hmm. Knuckle Hunky Box says, if he went on Rogan, he would finally have the answer to the age old question. Has Hitler ever tried DMT or elk meat? (laughs) What is the relationship? Kanye on Joe Rogan, I'm going to tune in. I certainly will listen to that. Totally. It's not going to happen, though, I don't think. John Griggs says Kanye should bring up who created and implemented communism and not uh, come off it. Well, that uh, I don't know. That's uh, a question that uh, is probably another Susan hostility. That's incitement as far as she's concerned. Last uh Last one uh, for now, or last one for the evening, rather. At least it looks like. Jonathan Prezios. Elon trying to steer a ship out of what we have gotten into. Government does still have their tentacles attached on him. He needs to play the cards right to get out. He's very afraid of of breaking laws. But there is no legal implication here. That's my problem. Yeah. Um, There's nobody alleging that Kanye broke the law. And any Mm -hmm. attempted prosecution of Kanye would be laughed out of any court outside of maybe like the most corrupt DC court of all time, something like that. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, like, is it possible that this is all 4d chess that I'm just too smooth brain to see the moves? I hope, I hope so. so. I hope 
Elon is five steps ahead of me and he's actually building the free speech utopia that he said he was pursuing. But until I see some significant moves toward that, and I don't mean unbanning the people who have broad based popular appeal. I mean, sticking up for people who have wildly unpopular views, people who are viewed as crazy people who are viewed as saying people who's, who's who have opinions that are considered unpleasant, forbidden, um, uh, not acceptable in polite society, all of those things. Until he does, until he does a move like that in pursuit of his free speech principles, then I'm not going to believe that he actually holds them. Yeah, and I exactly. say that with a lot of disappointment because I wanted to believe him. I just can't believe him now until he makes some demonstration. Now, there's a couple more here. Esoterica Unbound um, says it was women that actually tamed the West. Sexual reproduction was the most powerful of the Lord's creations. Yeah, I'm. It's true. There's uh, yeah, there's a there's a lot of truth to that. Jonathan, we, we agree about this chick from 1883, though, right? Um, what's her name? Uh, it's Elsa Dutton, but what's the actress's name? Isabel it's, May. Yeah, and like she might, she truly might be the most beautiful woman alive. Although I, I, I'm not sold on the like fake Southern accent. That was the only thing that. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. I'm talking about the way she looks. Yeah, sure, she's pretty. Real smoke show. Jonathan Prezio says posting the Hitler symbol is technically illegal overseas and that is something they can quickly get him on and take him down with it this is why during the call he said he has to follow laws well i i'm not going to follow ridiculous european speech laws or something like that that's not that and i i know jonathan i appreciate your support for the show and i appreciate your your optimism so i'm not trying to 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 take you down too harshly but but Elon Musk's promise or his commitment was not, I'm going to restore speech to the full extent of what the EU allows or what German parliament says yeah, or some nonsense. Yeah. That was never the agreement, right? It, it's it, And if that's the case, you can be precise about it. You can say, okay, if you're accessing Twitter from Germany where this symbol is illegal, and I don't know if it actually is, it might be, but let's say that it is. If you're coming to Twitter from a German IP your your access is blocked. But that doesn't yeah. mean that an American citizen, Kanye West, or that the rest of us, most of us listening to this show, American citizens, should be blocked from seeing legal U.S. material. I don't know. Uh, I, I hope you're right, Jonathan. I, I appreciate your, your search for the silver lining, and I invite being proven wrong because that happens to me quite frequently. So I won't dismiss its possibility in this instance. Anyway... Thank you for uh, the chats tonight, guys. Very much appreciated. Do you have anything else you want to say before we get out of here? No, good show. Thanks for joining us. Okay. Well, thank you guys for tuning in and your wonderful jokes and uh, super chats and support for the show. It's very much appreciated. I hope it wasn't too too much of a downer. I'm going to search for some positivity, some inspiration this week. And who knows? I didn't expect Kanye appears on InfoWars to be part of the week last. So crazy. Maybe Kanye appears on Joe Rogan will be part of this one. Anyway, if you're looking for more to listen to, we have more material on the audio platforms of the show. Extra material you may not find on YouTube. We have some of Blonde's interviews up there, replays of the call-in show, all sorts of extra material linked. uh, They're in the, on the audio platforms of the show linked in the description and over on the website. Check out MattChristiansonMedia.com for everything show-related. We'll be back next Sunday, because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not. Meet the press. It is The Matt and Blonde Show. Have a great night. Bye, guys.
Wiki Wiki.